This is the Patriots pregame show presented by Duncan. Looks down the middle, throws it, caught by Henry at the two, fights away from a tackler, and runs to the end zone, and spikes it for a Patriots touchdown. The Patriots pregame show is the world's largest virtual tailgate, featuring fans of the six-time Super Bowl champion New England Patriots. Fires down the middle for Gordon, reaches up, extends, runs to the end zone between two defenders, touchdown Patriots! Christian Arcan, Mike Dassault, Paul Perillo, and Tamara Brown are here to do the grilling as your host. This week the Patriots are on the road against the Cleveland Browns. James White cuts it under the red arm, cuts it upfield, driving forward, diving to the goal line! It's a touchdown and a title for the Patriots! I can't believe it! Christian Arcan, Mike Dassault, Paul Perillo, and Tamara Brown are here to get you ready for the game. It's football time, fellas. Let's get into it. Now, live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, Patriots Nation, welcome to the Patriots pregame show presented by Duncan. All right, welcome in. Uh, nice to have you with us here today. It's Patriots pregame fueled by Duncan. I am uh, Christian Arcand. I'm in for Hardy today, and you might be seeing a little bit more of me <laughs> coming up here in these uh, in these coming weeks. I'm joined, of course, by uh, Mike Dussault and uh, Paul Perillo, and here's uh, Tamara Brown as well. Um, guys, uh, good to be back here. Good to see you guys, and nice to be coming off a win here as we uh, as we look ahead to this uh, Cleveland Browns team that is very different from the Browns team the Patriots uh, tuned up last year. And that's I, th- I think we can maybe start there. Uh, it, people who sort of looking at this game think, man, uh, the Patriots really blasted them last year, and they have some tough losses this year. They lost to the Falcons. Um, you know, they've uh, they've had some tough losses this year, too. But I would caution against that. I would caution and say, you know, this isn't last year's Browns team. Different quarterback. Uh, Nick Chubb's playing. It's uh, it's a different ball game. So uh, I, figure, I figure we could go ahead and start there. I think Nick Chubb's a great place to start. I mean, yeah. that's a, a huge piece of their offense, and Kareem Hunt, too. I mean, those two guys uh, behind the offensive line, uh, they They've just been great. I mean, and all the games they've been in have been close, have come down to the wire. Jacoby Brissett, I think, doing the kind of things that you want a backup quarterback to do. Patriots fans are experiencing that with Zappi. Um, I think he's been, uh, you know, solid, hasn't quite blown any games for them yet. Has he maybe won any? Not quite, but um, it's, it's all about the run game, I think. Those are the big pieces. And, of course, on the other side of the ball, Miles Garrett is, uh, is a big presence, but no Jadavion Clowney on the other side today. Mm. So Patriots might be able to give a little bit more attention over there on, uh, on what should be the offensive left side there uh, to Miles Garrett. Yeah, I would agree. And, and I, I think that there is – you know, a, a tendency to just look at, you know, once, one, well, this is what happened last year and this is what's going to happen this year, and you completely ignore all the different uh, obvious problems with that, with all the personnel that wasn't a part of it uh, on both sides. I mean, you know, Mac Jones played last, you know, you know we'll see what's going to, I mean, I think that's probably going to be something we're going to be talking about for the next hour until we find out officially uh, if Mac Jones is active. Right. But, you know, th- there's a chance that Mac Jones, uh, you know, is not playing. I think a pretty good chance that he's not playing. And, and you know, obviously Baker Mayfield won't be playing for Cleveland today, <laughs> like like last year. So there's, you know, that's a real problem for the Patriots too. So, <laughs> but it's so it's <laughs> really no players, like yeah. it, it, it kind of stops in it. Like when when the two quarterbacks that were involved in a game the the previous year are not going to be involved in the game, yeah. like why even? discuss what happened last year yeah i, sure. I uh, agree with that 100 percent uh tamara hi um hi. Uh, where where are you sort of uh, coming off of this win uh against detroit which was i think a, a tremendous win for that team for the defense can they carry that into this week with cleveland i felt pretty good um until i was a little shocked by john jones um being out yeah. for this weekend i was i was a little thrown off by that um but i think that 
this defense, I think, is going to continue to build on what they did last week. Um, I'm, I was a little shocked, honestly, to have them shut out the the number one scoring offense. You know, it, it, it coming into that game, um, but I think stopping the run this weekend is going to be a little different than stopping the Lions' run. So I'm I'm interested to see how how they do there. Um, do we know if Lawrence Guy is back? Is no, that still questionable? We'll find out with that. Yeah. So he hasn't been We're, ruled out yet. So. Yeah, I, I would love to see hopefully him back because I think that would be a huge help in you know obviously stopping the two headed monster that the Browns have. All right, very good. The phone number is eight five five Pats five. You can email the show at webradio at patriots.com. And without any further ado, we've already sort of started doing this, but let's get to the keys to the game. <laughs> Why did you leave the keys up on the table? You wanted to. You've waited all week for it. The whole team's in the locker room right now just listening to this, waiting to hear what you're going to say. Without these keys, the Patriots are destined and doomed to fail. Here are Hardy, Paul, Mike, and Tamara's keys to the game. Why did I steal your key to the game also? Uh, you have the key. You have the right one. That's just like Hardy to be stealing people's keys to the game. He definitely does that to me. I would. I don't doubt it at all. Uh, <laughs> you, it, don't leave anything <laughs> unintended around that guy. Usually, he comes up with something nebulous about <laughs> middle of the week, and then he's like, "I'll figure it out yeah, on Sunday." There you go. <laughs> um, all right, let's get to the keys. Deuce, you're first on the list. What do you got? Yeah, um, and, and seeing everybody else's keys, all great keys. I, mine's just fast start. I think that's um, you know, yours I, are the best. I, I think I know, right? <laughs> uh, you know, I just think I'm starting to get a feel for this Patriots team, and it feels a lot like last year's Patriots team. And I think if they get off to a good start, if they get a lead. They're able to play from in front. I think that's kind of where this game's going to be decided. I think you have two similar teams playing with backup quarterbacks and, you know, wanting to be able to run the ball. Um, so I think the team that gets the lead and is able to kind of stick with that game plan um, should probably win it today. So I think just get out there, get off to a fast start, maybe get the first score to put Jacoby Brissett in a little bit of a hole, force him maybe to take to the air, not the strength of their game. I, I think that'd be a winning formula for the Patriots. Pauly Paul. Yeah, I, I have one guy in mind for Cleveland, and that's Miles Garrett. And uh, this is kind of operating under the premise that Bailey Zappi will once again be the starting quarterback today. I think a guy like Miles Garrett can make things awfully difficult on a uh, on a rookie quarterback. He's been pretty quiet so far this season. Um, he had three sacks the first three games. He got in that car accident, missed a game, and did nothing last week. Um, he sort of called himself out this week, so I think he might be a little motivated uh for this game the patriots have generally done well against those real high profile kind of edge guys they they like to sort of push past the the pocket a little bit but that's when you have a little bit more uh of a set uh quantity a known quantity at quarterback so uh, i think controlling him because i think that can make uh, the, the game awfully difficult for the patriots offense one guy he's a game wrecker and i think they need to focus on him today yep. Whether that's Isaiah Wynn or Trent Brown, depending on how they line Miles Garrett up, that's a big challenge today. All right, my key to the game is to uh, stack the box and not let Chubb kill you because this team looked good. You're right, uh, Tamara, last week against Detroit and their rushing attack. They didn't have Swift playing. Mm -hmm. And when they have to go up against an elite running back, I feel like going back to last year, that's been a real problem for them. It was a problem against the Colts. Uh, they had that win streak where they basically avoided all the top running backs in the entire league. They didn't have to deal with Henry. They didn't have to deal with McCaffrey. They didn't have to deal with uh, Chubb or Patterson or any of those guys uh, last year. And I feel like when they do... They struggle with it. So I'm okay with letting Jacoby Brissett try and beat you. I know that uh, Cooper's a good player, but I don't know that Brissett can deliver the ball to him. So I think my key to the game is just make sure that even if he gets his yards and even gets in the end zone, that you don't let him overwhelm you and overwhelm your defense because I think that's the only way uh, Cleveland wins this game. I, yeah, I think it's a great one. I was just going to say I love that you brought up the Colts game last week. I, I, yeah. I brought that up this past week, that game of, of you know, a game where maybe the quarterback and certainly Carson Wentz didn't go on to have, have a great season by 
any means after that. But I think you're totally right. Put it, put, just like you said, stop and chub. I think that's a huge thing today. Yeah, absolutely. And Tamara, you're, uh, to close this out, you're uh, <laughs> slam the key. door. Mine is slam <laughs> the door. I think that to, to add on what Mike said with, with a fast start, I think if they get out to that fast start, I think they need to close the door and not give the Browns any opportunity to get back, get back in the game. If you look at the Browns' losses, they're so close. I mean, right now they really could be 5-0. and And I think, I think that this Patriots team cannot give the, them the opportunity to get back into the game because by any means, even without their starting quarterback not playing right now, they've still been in every single game they've been in. And so if the Patriots do get off to a fast start, which I hope that they do, I don't want them to let them get back in the game in the fourth quarter. I'm with you on that. And part of me also feels like Cleveland, like Nick Chubb can get his yards. Mm-hmm. He can get yards. He can even get a touchdown. The Falcon, he rushed for 120 yards and a touchdown against the Falcons, and Marcus Mariota and that lousy team figured out how to get a win against them. So yep. I figure the Patriots could be able, you know, they should be able mm-hmm. to, at least from a coaching perspective, and, you know, if, if it's Zappy playing, I, I don't... I mean, I'm not a I'm not a huge uh, fan of Bailey Zappi, even though he's been uh, he's been better than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go ahead and assume that it's him and that he's getting the start here. Uh, how are we feeling about that vis-a-vis if it was uh, Mac Jones at say 85 percent? Yeah. I'd probably feel better at Mac Jones 85 percent. Um, you know, just mm-hmm. about what they could potentially do in the offense. I mean, I think my question with and I'm assuming it's going to be Zappi today is just you know what kind of strides do they take with him? Do they? I'm not assuming they're going to unleash him and just go spread offense and have him throw the ball 50 times. But, you know, do they do they push it a little bit? Do they have to push it a little bit, especially in the red zone, getting the ball down the field? Um, you know, I think that those are our big questions today. How, how well – I think Zappi, it goes without saying, has to play without the mistakes like he did for the most part last week. But will they – Take take the restrictions off of him. Let him throw the ball around a little bit. That's what I'd be curious about, especially if, like you said, I mean, if Cleveland does to the Patriots what the Patriots would like to do to Chubb and try to shut down Ramondre Stevenson in the run, and they have advantages to you know to take advantage of down the field. We'll see what they do with Zappy and how much they trust him if if that trust is growing. Uh, see, I I don't know if I would take Mac Jones at eighty five percent against the Browns. I think I'd rather just wait one more week. Like, but that's more just to be like protect him than than feeling like yeah. he was okay. Yeah. But then yeah. what if Zappy has another good game and they win? Then I feel like it's going to be harder to go back to Mac. Well, it's two different things. That. Do they yeah. win or does he have a good game? But yeah, those does, he, does he do no. what he did last week and they win? Yeah, and Mac Jones plays. Th- you think so? Yes. Yeah, oh yeah. Because uh, another thing, hot hands. another thing, another thing. <laughs> hot. Too. Bill loves the hot hand. Hot. To if they're winning, it's hot. Yeah. How hot is uh, your hands when you just hand it off to Ramondre exactly. Stevenson? Exactly. And, and wearing a glove, and maybe. And to I don't Paul's know. point, it's like you you got in the red zone as many times as you did, and you kicked a bunch of field goals. True. Like I'm over it. That's no why more, I no said like I can't. You know, if he plays really well, and all of a sudden he lights it up, you know, that's different. Throwing for like 300 yards and three touchdowns. Now we got a different conversation. But if they're just throwing the ball 20 times for you know 150, 200 yards and kicking five field goals, like yeah, Tamara says. I can't. Yeah, but isn't isn't but I would have Mac Jones if in just in this one particular game I would take Mac Jones if he can play now. Okay, I I understand Tamara's point about the you know you you're looking ahead you want to make sure that you're not doing any further damage to the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm with Mike. If if Mac Jones was available to play in this game, I'd rather have him playing than Zappy. Isn't what you just described though the Bailey Zappy offense been a more functional offense this year than the Mac Jones? Well, it depends if you want to score points. I mean, they're not turn the no. ball over. Okay. Yeah, but th- see, but they have. <laughs> like, that's the part that everybody's – he's turned it over twice in two games. That's true. And they don't score. <laughs> like, <laughs> the defense is scoring every game. If that continues, I don't care who plays quarterback. The Patriots are going to win. Mm-hmm. 
Like you can bring like Brian, Ho- you can bring Brian Hoyer there. back off of IR, and they're going to win mm-hmm. if the defense keeps scoring every game. They scored twenty-two points last week. Is that enough to win most games? No, no, probably not. And they scored seventeen the previous week against Green Bay. That's definitely not enough to win. And most it should have been thirteen, <laughs> really. Oh yeah, because that one touchdown yeah. shouldn't have mm-hmm. should have been a field goal. That thing probably. So yeah, and, and you're I'm right not, about that. This is not to like, but that is an improvement from the Mac Jones offense and right. their scoring output, isn't <laughs> no, it? No, no, it's not. They scored 26 against Baltimore. The previous, against Baltimore, the last true. game that he played. This is like, I I feel but like I've turned into a game. Mac Jones apologist out of nowhere. Like I've been, <laughs> I like the Saturday Paul. I've been thoroughly like sort of meh on Mac Jones since he's been the starting quarterback. Like, I think he's okay. I think he shows some promise. I think he could be all right. Maybe he's getting better. Now all of a sudden he sucks, according to, like, half of New England. Like, he's the, the wor- he's a turnover machine. How many times have you heard people call him a turnover machine? Okay. Uh, you know. Well, has he not turned it over a substantial yeah, amount of time in yeah, three games? Yeah, and, and the guy that's replaced him has turned it over once each in, in, the, in the two games. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't understand what people have seen – from Zach, you can go back to this sort of basic offense and and you know try to avoid mistakes and not make any plays, and you will do what you did last year. And Mike sort of alluded to it: the pattern that's established. Yeah, if they get the lead early in the game, they could probably win the game by running it and being conservative mm-hmm. and avoiding yep. mistakes. And you know, you go wire to wire. You fall behind, you're done. If yep. you have to score 25 points, you're done. Yep. Like. They're, that's what they're trying to evolve into something more offensively. Right. And, so and this far is the soft underbelly of the season when you're supposed yeah. to do that, right? Yep, I right. mean, this is when this is when this that's is supposed it. to happen. And so yeah. far, it's it's been tough because they haven't been able to consistently make plays against Baltimore. They made some plays, but they also gave some plays back, and they're trying to find like a, a happy medium where they're making more plays than they're they're turning over. All right, let's take it's a phone hard, call though. here. Before, it's, not, uh, it's not an easy – I don't think it's an easy solution that they're in yeah. because I think that they know that they could probably win games like they did last week by just waiting for the other team. They're going to do the same thing next Monday night. Oh, they're yeah. going to just wait right. for Chicago <laughs> to lose the game in, 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 in that. And they'll, and they'll do it. But yeah, I, don't know, I don't know how much <laughs> don't that even prepares you for life <laughs> against Cincinnati or right. Minnesota Buffalo. or, you know, I don't, I, there's nothing that's preparing them for life against <laughs> Buffalo. It's true. And that's and that's why I think I just said like I, I'm a little bit just interested to see like like I think you could be heading that direction if Zappy starts to throw the ball around a little bit and you know cuts back those mistakes. But I haven't seen it yet. But I don't. I'm not. I'm not ruling it out that against these next few teams, how much he has to play, he he could have some opportunities. All right, let's uh, take a trip behind enemy lines. What do you say? As we uh, hear from you the Cleveland the view media from New England, we go behind enemy lines. But what about the view from the other side? And that's why you're our favorite uh, pregame show uh, guest yeah. here every year. You guys know you tell everybody that. Oh yeah. I was on with you guys in 2018 Thursday night football. Yep. And I was told I was the favorite guest of the show. <laughs> no. Nope. No. Time now to go behind enemy lines. My God, it's coming right for us. All right, going behind enemy lines today. That means we're going to Cleveland, where the Patriots are, and where Anthony Poizel is from ClevelandBrowns.com. You can check him out at Anthony Poizel, P-O-I-S-A-L. Anthony, uh, thank you for the time today. Thanks for joining us. Do we have him? Did you um, punch him up there? I thought I did. Uh, Anthony. Anthony, you there? Yep. 
Oh, no. Yep, I'm here. All I'm right. Here. I got you guys. Only took two tries. Uh, Anthony, thanks for joining us today. Uh, we uh, we certainly appreciate it. Um, before we uh, before we get into the to the meat and potatoes of this, I think a lot of Patriots fans are sort of remembering this game last year uh, against Cleveland and how it was really one-sided. Um, the Browns certainly look a lot different this year, and uh, there's guys playing who weren't last year. Um, how do they sort of look at the uh, at this year's version of the Patriots? Yeah, I mean, I think they definitely have a lot of respect for them, especially after just the way that last year went. You know, I know they definitely know they have their work cut out, especially when it comes to stopping the run game, which was a big problem for them last year. I remember Ramondre Stevenson uh, put up what was at the time a career-best game against them. With, I think it was 100 yards, and uh, yep. I would think he's coming off another big career-best game last week. So a lot of the focus this week has really been on trying to stop the run game um, and then also just respect for whatever Bill Belichick throws them defensively in terms of stopping their run game, which, as we know, has also been really good. Nick Chubb leading the league in rushing yards, and, um, you know, he's Topped 100 rushing yards in four of the last five uh, five games this season. So definitely a lot of respect for the Patriots. They're they're certainly humble uh, after last season's game, and um, they're just trying to avoid a similar result today. Anthony, I just want to ask you a little more about that Cleveland run game. Uh, you know, with with Chubb and Hunt. I mean, what what have you seen this year from them? Just as far as I mean, do they they just seem like they are continuing to get better and better? I mean, it's got to be one of the best tandems in the whole league. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that the Browns aren't taking for granted. Um, Nick has just been really phenomenal in every single game this year. Um, I think he scored a touchdown in every single game, and, and he's just been finding ways to mow through every single defense that uh, is in front of him. And, and no defense yet has really found a way to stop him. Um, it definitely helps, too, that they have a lot of continuity on the offensive line, and uh, it's, it's they led by two uh, Pro Bowl guards with Joel Batonio and Wyatt Teller. So um, you're going to see a lot of pool blocks today, which is when the you know, offensive linemen are, are running to the outside and, and kind of just throwing uh, defenders out of their way, basically. Um, it's, it's really been, it's been fun to watch, uh, and it's, it, uh, the defense has sort of yet to find a way to stop them yet this year. Anthony, with this team, you know, having the potential to be 5-0, and when I look at those losses and, you know, how they're decided by very few points, can you pinpoint um, the primary problem in all of those where they weren't able to, to close things out? Yeah, I mean, on all three of those losses, they have had a fourth-quarter lead, and they've blown it. So the, the big problem really is just with the defense and finding a way to get those big late-game stops. Um, I think the last two losses as well, just to put things over to the offense again, um, Jacoby Brissett's thrown interceptions on the last two drives, and that's obviously something that is not going to lead to success. So I'd say the interceptions from Jacoby and just the lack of consistency in the fourth quarter from the defense are the two biggest problems that are the reason why they're two and three right now and not like you said five and oh i mean i think it's it's seven points combined seven points has been the difference in all three of their losses this year um so it's they've got a long way to go as far as cleaning up in the fourth quarter but it is just one quarter that they really need to improve in and um and then that's that's how close they are to being a winning football team Anthony, I wanted to ask you about the uh, the defensive side of that that run stopping uh, situation. We talked about how productive they've been running the ball. What has been the biggest problem uh, when it comes to stopping the run? Um, yeah, I mean they just have it's really just problems with the interior. You know, they've got defensive interior defensive linemen who are pretty young. It's led by Taven Bryan and Jordan Elliott. Jordan Elliott is kind of for the first time taking his starts, uh, being a starting player this year, and, and he's kind of taken you know a little bit of, of his lump so far, and then. Just that linebacker, um, you know, Anthony Walker Jr. was uh, a team captain and 
reliable tackler in the middle of this defense uh, last year and for the first three games this year until he suffered a season-ending injury. Um, so they have had a kind of a big hole there the last two games. And um, they tried to fill it with a trade this week for Deion Jones. Uh, Deion is not going to be active for today. Um, but the big problem is just in the middle there and, and having guys that can make clean, ta- clean good tackles. There was a lot of missed tackles last week against Austin Eckler and the Chargers, and um, they kind of went to work fixing that this week. Defensive coordinator Joe Woods said that he made a video reel, actually, of all the missed tackles they've had this season and showed the defense. Um, and then there was also a tackling circuit that they implemented in practice on Wednesday. So that's definitely the big thing that they're trying to fix on defense is just finding – more consistent ways to bring running backs down to the turf. So it's obviously going to be a challenge today with Ramondre Stevenson, but we'll see how it goes. We're talking with Anthony Poisel of clevelandbrowns.com as we go behind enemy lines. Um, Anthony, when you have a, a situation with a suspended player and certainly a suspended quarterback who's not going to be joining the uh, the, the team for, for a while, does that sort of, I don't want to say invalidate those games that he doesn't play in, but we remember this with Tom Brady getting suspended back in 2016. It felt like the first month of the season, and in your case it's the first almost three months, does it feel like not as legitimate? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that. The expectations here were still really high with Jacoby, and mm. especially after week one when they were able to beat the Panthers. And you know, Jacoby's really been playing as good as he could have played with this offense right now. They've been pretty efficient and been able to kind of move the ball in the pass game. And obviously a big part of that discussed too has come with the run game, which of course we've discussed. But um, the expectations were still pretty high, and I don't think there's anybody here that thinks the first few months or two games of the season are invalidated because Deshaun was the quarterback. You know, the, the Browns, they, they acquired Deshaun knowing that there was going to be some disappointment, and uh, they still had hopes of, of being in a playoff race when he returns in December. So um, we'll see, you know, if they're able to kind of keep that up. They have obviously a really important game today. I think this is as close to a must-win game for them as it comes in week six. And then after this, they got games against the Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, Buccaneers. So it's a really hard schedule ahead for them, and they they really do need a, a win today to kind of keep those playoff hopes alive for a month from now. Just want to ask you a little bit too about the passing game with with Cooper and Peoples Jones and Njoku. Uh, you know how how have those guys been doing? What's the confidence level like? You know if when Chubb doesn't go off in a game that that they'll be able to move the ball through the air. Yeah, I think that the confidence level is actually really high right now. And, and I think, you know, you mentioned Amari Cooper. He's somebody who has come in and has done exactly what the Browns could have hoped. Um, I mean, he's been definitely Jacoby's top target through these first five games, and it's had a couple games over 100 yards now. And, um, I mean, he's definitely his go-to guy. And then, you know, we've also seen a, a big step up in the pass game this year from the Joku. Uh, he's on pace, I think, for career highs and receiving yards and touchdowns and catches and everything. I mean, this is this is what the Browns wanted out of Njoku when they gave him a big extension over the last offseason, and he's filled in. Uh, so the pass game is in, is in good shape right now. It's just, like I said, a matter of when you get to the fourth quarter, avoiding that costly interception, which Jacoby has kind of struggled with these last two games. Anthony, you know, how's Miles Garrett look this week? I know, obviously, he's he's still dealing with some stuff from the car accident, but, you know, from him, what have you seen this week coming into this game? Yeah, Miles, I think, is, is as close to 100% as it gets from the car accident. It's not, not really something that I think is necessarily bothering him anymore. Um, he did say this week that he feels like he's kind of underperforming this year. Uh, he's only got three sacks, and saying only three sacks from out there at this point in the season is definitely um, something that just shows how special he is. But, you know, he's been the most double-teamed edge rusher in the league, and it's kind of showed these last couple games where he has been active, because he hasn't recorded a sack since week three. So, 
Um, trying to find a way to scheme and get him more opportunities to get to the quarterback, I think, is what they're they're trying to just unleash him a little bit more. Um, but as far as the car accident injuries and things, I, I think he's fine. It's just trying to overcome the, the double teams that are going to be coming this way, especially today. I mean, they know that Bill Belichick is going to be sending a lot of blockers over his side, especially because the Davian Clowney is inactive and hurt. So um, it, it's important for him to kind of get going in this game, I think, if the defense is going to be able to take a step that they need. All right, Anthony, you called it a must-win game. Uh, will the Cleveland Browns win this game? Can we get a prediction, please? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'll take the Browns, but I think it's going to be close because every single game the Browns have played in this year is just <laughs> close. So I'm going to say Browns 23-20, to 20, uh, and it's going to come on a game-winning field goal. All right, there you go. Uh, you, heard of, you heard it here first. Anthony Poisel taking Cleveland 23-20. Uh, Anthony, thanks so much for the time. We uh, certainly appreciate you checking in with us. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. All right, once again, that's Thank you, uh, Anthony. Anthony Poisel there, clevelandbrowns.com. You can find him on Twitter at Anthony Poisel, P-O-I-S-A-L. Um, Must-win game. Must win oh, game for the he, Cleveland Browns. You listen to him rattle off those teams coming up for them. They yeah. they they can't afford to go two yeah. and four and then have to play, you know, the Baltimore and Cincinnati and all those teams that are, they're going to be hard pressed to win. Um, they're trying to tread water, you know, until Deshaun Watson gets back, and then they have to cross their fingers that Deshaun Watson looks like a reasonable facsimile of himself after not really having played for two years. Yep. So, right. Um, I think they have some talent there. I, I don't know if they have enough to overcome all the things that are working against them. Yeah. And I, I think going back to my key, slam the door, I think I don't want this to be the game that they figure it out in the fourth quarter. Like, considering that, you know, they keep having issues with the fourth quarter, whether it be Jacoby throwing an interception or the, their defense not being able to get the stop. It's like I don't want this game to be the game where they turn a corner. Um, that's what makes me nervous. But also with Jadavion Clowney not playing and Miles Garrett having an unusual season, I'm hoping that the Patriots can just take care of business. Today. Someone's got to get that guy a driver, huh? Because yeah. yeah. apparently he's driving like all over. He's you know that wasn't the first time he was going like he likes excessive miles speeds. An hour. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they got they checked his record. He had all these like excessive speeding tickets. Oh, and so yeah, maybe I don't like. I feel like if I ever had that much money, I wouldn't drive myself anywhere. I hate I would, driving, so I agree. Are you kidding? Well, <laughs> I hate if I had my, if I had a fraction of Miles Garrett's money, I wouldn't drive anywhere ever. Me either. But but if you had that money, you'd have some nice fast cars, and sure. you might be like, hey, I don't really I think just, it's a big deal if my insurance goes through the roof and I get a speeding ticket. Like I just want to drive fast, baby. Let's go. I it's just true. hate driving. <laughs> like Me too. my like uh, people like go, that go on road trips. I'm like, I don't know how you do it. Like my max max on a road trip is like two and a half hours. Yeah, that's it. Mm. I can't do anything more. Yeah. Once you get past New Hampshire, that's it. I'm we're not going. We're not I going can't. to Maine. She's we're not like, going to Montreal. We're stopping like right here in New Hampshire. Like, here's I the mean, circumference. Even people not are going like, out of that. People are like, I'm just going to drive to New York City. I'm like, why? You can just take a 45 minute flight. I mean, yeah, it's no brainer. Or true. Or train. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Hop on the Amtrak. <laughs> uh, let's go to the phones. What do you say? Uh, Mike is in San Diego, and uh, he's been waiting to uh, to jump in here. Mike, what do you got? Hey, morning, everybody. Morning, Mike. Good morning. morning. So, um. I just uh, I wanted to touch on the, the potential controversy between Jones and Azabi. Um As of now, there's no controversy. Obviously, you know Max, the quarterback, right? Um, but if Zappi keeps playing the way he's playing and and controlling the game and not throwing the ball away, and Matt comes in after the injury and is the same that we saw through the first three weeks. Well, there will there there will eventually be a controversy because there's been the third the first three games of the season: Steelers, uh, Ravens, Dolphins. Max made some uh, very egregious throws. And I don't even mean the ones that were just intercepted. 
there was a few that should have been intercepted. There was a few when he drops back, he just kind of throws a prayer. He's under pressure, he throws a prayer, and he just, you know, there's nobody even in the area. Those are those are those those are throws that are going to lose you games. And one of the reasons why our offense has had to score so many points uh, over the past few weeks is because of the quarterback play. I mean, the offensive line play has progressively gotten better. At the beginning of the season, it was it was a little off, but I would I would say the only reason why we've lost the games we've lost has been the quarterback play. I'll uh, listen and see what you guys think. All right, thanks, Mike. Let's go to uh, number one Mac Jones defender Paul Perillo. How do you respond? <laughs> I, and I'm, believe me, I'm far from it. I would just strongly disagree that uh, like I I think Mac Jones struggled in the first three weeks. I don't think that was your biggest problem. I think that you have. I think you broke down across the board in the opener against Miami. I yeah, think you had just massive breakdowns in every facet of the game. Like and the weren't and line weren't too. really competitive in the game. Nope. You really weren't. Like I know it was only 20 to 7. You never had a sniff of being in the game. And that was because of as Tamara just said, an offensive line breakdown. It was because of a Nelson Aguilar yep. fumble as you're trying to scramble to get back in. It's because you give up a fourth and 9 or fourth and 7 touchdown at the end of the half on a slant route to Jalen Waddell, across the board, just breakdowns in every way, shape, or form. Coaching mistakes, I thought a, a really egregiously aggressive play to try to go Devontae Parker one-on-one with Xavier Howard in the first drive of the game. Yeah. These, these are the kinds of things that Mike looks at me and says, how does he do this? How does he, how does he, how does he do it? Like, I, I don't have any explanation other than that I'm just a loser and I remember stuff. That was the first opening game. It was the first <laughs> play in the end zone the, second, the whole season. The second game against it. Pittsburgh, <laughs> I don't think the offense was very good. The defense was better in the second game than the first game. Mm-hmm. I think they kept them in the game. Um, and, again, they benefit from a defensive touchdown. Like, I know it wasn't actually a touchdown. What, you take over inside the 10. Mm-hmm. That's a defensive touchdown. Yeah. So that's how you win the game. But again, I agree with the caller. I don't think Mac Jones was great in that game. I disagree with him in the bu- in the Baltimore game. I know that he had three interceptions, and I know that one Should of them had four. One of them was a terribly bad interception. The one that yep. uh, the linebacker caught. The first bad one. Decision. Yeah. Bad decision throwing underneath. But then, what did what did our boy Evan Lazar say about that when we were talking about it on Thursday? Oh God, I forget. Bad play design. Oh yeah. So throw coaching into it too. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I, it's not all yeah. Mac Jones. Well, like, and yeah. I'm not being a Mac Jones defender. I promise you, I'm not. And Mike will tell you yeah. that I haven't been that no. for a year and a half. I don't think Mac Jones played great. I just think that he was one of a lot of problems for the Patriots yeah. in the in the month of September. Yeah, and I, I agree with the general premise of if Mac came back and it's turnover factory, that then you really have to think about what are we doing. Yeah. But at the same time, is anyone making the argument that like, well, Bailey Zappi's going to give us a better chance to beat the Bills? Yes, a lot I of mean, people. I mean, I don't see that in a lot any of way. Are doing like, that. you didn't beat it that way last year. All these people who call in and say. Well, the worst thing to do is be seven, eight wins. Like that's the worst thing to do because then you're not getting a good draft pick. Well, do you really think Bailey's happy? Like what you've seen, that makes you think that he's going to put the Patriots in the elite. Here's the problem: the only way they're getting the elite is if Mac Jones plays like a first round pick and cuts down on the mistakes. Like then, and that's what they were trying to get to with pushing the ball downfield, trying to get explosive, trying to get to that point where you can complete with Buffalo. And why do now you, you want to hit the reset button with Zappy and be like, well, let's just play it safe? And why do you think they're doing that, Mike? A shiny, shiny new thing that that offers you some that that you don't know that you haven't been able to put in a box yet. And trying to better the team mm-hmm. because you know you you know what uh, and Christian, please do not take this as a personal offense because it is not meant to be. So. I love sentences <laughs> that start there. I wish yeah. Hardy, I wish Hardy was here because I'm going to make a golf analogy, not because uh, of you. Sure. Oh gosh, it's Tiger Woods redoing his swing. Yeah, he was the the greatest golfer on the tour. 
And he just said, if I want to get to a different level, I need to do some things differently. So you can continue to hand the ball off, you know, 35 times every game, and it's going to be good enough to beat Detroit, and it's going to be good enough to beat Chicago, and it might be good enough to beat Cleveland today. But Bill Belichick has won way too many Super Bowls knowing it ain't good enough to win what I want to win. So he's trying to redo some things. And with that comes some mistakes. I'm not absolving Mac Jones of those mistakes. He's the one making them. He's the one making those mistakes. And and Christian's right. That he threw three against Baltimore and should have had a fourth. Yeah, Queen should have had a pick six. Oh, uh, oh. In this and, game. And, and he should have had one the previous week. Or yep. Yeah, the the previous week against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, when he threw one right to Sutton, Cam Sutton, and he just dropped it. Um, and that, <laughs> that completely changes the game. So I'm not absolving Mac Jones, but I understand what they're doing on offense, and I'm understanding why, and I'm also understanding they're not doing those same things with Bailey Zappi on offense. And it looks better, quote-unquote, because of your competition. If you were playing Buffalo and you lost last week, say, 37 to – 18, yeah. you wouldn't be saying, he's avoiding the mistakes. <laughs> he's avoiding he's mistakes. Avoiding the, t- avoiding you know, the scores. Ramondre Stevenson had 161 yards because Buffalo's not great stopping the run either, although they have improved a little bit this year in that regard. But you can't keep up doing that, and Bill knows that. I think that goes back to you know the conversation earlier. Like, I think people are getting too hooked on the have-a-good-game win over – I guess in the long run future, I guess with Mac Jones. And I think it, it's th- people are just like hooked too much on like, okay, but we won. But it's like, yeah, but also look at who you're playing and is that going to work down the road against the Bills it, twice? Yeah, like, and if they it, is it? Yeah, and if they play defense like they did Sunday against Detroit cuz I still think Detroit's a pretty good offense. Mm-hmm. If they play defense like that, this goes back to the fight that I had with Fred on Thursday. Yeah. Then they, they can win. Cuz when you play that kind of defense, you're going to keep the score down. You, I mean, let's face it. What did Detroit probably should have had 12, 15 points if they kicked yeah, all those field goals? Yep. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to win a lot of games if you do that. Yeah. If you if you force three, four, five field goals, you're going to win a lot of games. They play defense the way they did against Detroit. Now you can you can win. And I they think, go for it on fourth down a million times. <laughs> right. But now I think people yeah. are looking at it and say, well, you know, you're not doing that to Buffalo. You're right. not doing that to Kansas City. You're yeah. not doing that to Cincinnati. You know, like th- that's that's the differences. But. Yeah, I, I, I think if you play defense the way they did Sunday, you can win. Um, the number's 855-PATS-500. You can email us at webradio at patriots.com. Uh, Paul, you mentioned the coaching. And I, last time I was here, it was in the preseason, and that was a big topic at the time. It still uh, is. Well, and it still is, of course. <laughs> the uh, the coaching staff oh, certainly vindi- on offense. They were vindicated. <laughs> you, you, you it's, this week? it's been decided. I don't think they've been vindicated, week? but have they – Let me. I'll throw it out. Have <laughs> they improved? Do you feel any different about them now than you did week three against the Raiders in the preseason? Uh, maybe a little bit. I mean, I definitely feel more different from, you know, when training camp and they were just trying to run outside zone and it looked all disorganized and they couldn't, you know, string two or three plays together. So – you know, once they got into the games and they started to, you know, lean a little bit more into things that they could do, um, I, I do feel better. I mean, I also think that, you know, it is. I mean, I, I know the situation is bizarre, and we've got, you know, but it is a new offensive staff and a coordinator and call play. So there should be a little bit of, of wiggle room, no matter who it was. Um, it, it's been good. I think it needs to be a lot better. And I mean, I'm sure we'll get into the red zone of it all. I think that's where it. 
that's where it rears its head. You know, overall, you're able to move the ball generally between the 20s okay when you avoid the mistakes. But when you get inside the red zone, it, it hasn't been good enough from Mac Jones to Matt Patricia to the receivers getting open. I think just the whole operation inside the red zone, that's what they need to turn around if they really want to start, you know, winning these games and, and putting significant points on the board. I also think it's been weird, too, just from our receivers in terms of, like, it's been a different person show up every week. Like, mm. I, I feel like, you know, the one game, Devontae was great. The next game, you know, we saw Hunter Henry a little bit more than we haven't really seen at all. Sometimes it's, you know, not eat any of them, and it's Ramondre Stevenson. It's just a different person. I don't Everybody. know who it's, it's going to be today. Myers had that yeah. one game. Myers, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah you've, seen, you've seen it sort of uh, spread out. Bourne had in the first couple of weeks when he wasn't playing it, plays, every yeah. time he'd go in he'd make a play but now <laughs> yeah. he's playing regularly I know, now he doesn't I, apparently that's that's the secret with, with Bourne you don't play him that much and then he's more productive I, guess. Yeah. I, think, I think he might be one of those you guys um, for me it, you know I didn't go in expecting them not to be able to have the physical ability to call a play in, and run it in an NFL game which I think is now the way it's being portrayed that's what mm-hmm. everybody was saying in the, in the summer so I don't really feel much differently about the coaching situation I will give this one thing that I will give strongly to Matt Patricia, the offensive line has been really good in the run game, and he's the offensive line coach. Yeah. So I think he deserves a lot of credit for sort of streamlining, again, back to the outside zone stuff that still, but they still try yeah. and still fail with, but they're still trying it. They're trying to work through it, but he's gone away from that enough to be as productive as like Stevenson was last week. I give Matt patricia a lot of credit for that because i think him and billy yates are in charge of the offensive line and the offensive line i think is in the process of working through some of their issues now i really only think the offensive line was a problem in game one yep mm-hmm. i think i think game two and three the offensive line was fine and i i think it's been i mean isaiah win is part of the offensive line yeah and, he and, 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 and he's the one guy that's that. that's sort of struggled with penalties and, and whatnot and yeah that, i mean I, I think that's why you've seen a little bit more Marcus Cannon off the practice squad the last couple of weeks because I think they're thinking about making a move there. But mm. give Matt Patricia credit for sort of settling things down up front. Not the free rushers anymore. I think that was the first Not couple of weeks. <laughs> it, Just, well, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of that in the yeah. first You're going to give up <laughs> yeah. some pressures. You know, Guys don't go 100% on their pass blocking mm-hmm. assignments. So you're going to give up some pressures, but they haven't been – those kind of just runaway guys that are destroying Mac Jones or now Bailey Zappi. Um, and they're opening up holes in the running game. And they're running the ball at times when the other team is expecting the run, which I think is the hardest time to run the ball. And they were really successful doing that in Pittsburgh, as an example. This is why, like, this whole offensive line, like, transformation, mm-hmm. like, to me, I, I think they had one really bad game. Mm-hmm. Now, Wynn has had a few bad games. I'm not absolving them. Right. Again, it's gonna, now it's going to sound like I'm the Isaiah Wynn <laughs> apologist, but, <laughs> I, you know, I'm not trying to do that either. But give Patricia credit for the offensive line. Um, Dan in Virginia emails in. Good morning, pregame social social leaders. Uh, he said, "Can we? That's what it says. Can we add another item to the over unders? The number of aneurysms Paul Perillo has due to people referring to the way Zappy has played in the over under will be two and a half aneurysms. What do you guys think? I'd go. I'd go. Uh, well, over I can have an aneurysm for pretty much anything. So I, I would. Go, I would take the over there. But uh, yeah, I just would say like, just I." I I'm not going to have an aneurysm of how he played, but I would ask that if you're going to say how he's played, I want you to explain what you think he's doing. Sure. That's all. Fair enough. Yeah, and that's and that's why, like, you know, like I'm not totally ruling it. I just haven't seen it yet. But it's not to say that they might have some growing confidence in him and he might start to push the ball down the field I, a little bit and it will look good. And, you know, maybe I then say, it starts yeah. to brew. I just don't want to jump ahead of it. I say it all I've the time. It. I reserve the right to change my mind. Mm-hmm. If I see things that I haven't seen, 
like, and I go back to the, you know, not doing the Brady thing, but I go back to those first couple of starts. Well, Brady just handed the ball off against the Colts in the first game. They got two pick sixes, I think, and they killed the Colts in this first home game. He was a passenger. Then they went to Miami, and they got killed. And I was like, (laughs) what is this? Like, what's the big deal? And then they're down. Then <laughs> they're down ten at home to the Chargers. Mm. He throws fifty-four passes and leads an overtime comeback win. And I was like, "Huh, <laughs> I didn't expect that." That's a different thing than I saw the first two games. He's not just a caretaker. He's not just <laughs> handing the ball off every play. He threw the ball 54 times what, uh, and I mean, was the reason you came back and won. So, so, g- so great Bailey example. Zapp- great Bailey example. Zappi is a caretaker? I mean, and I'd say the same thing almost about Mac Jones. Like, to see that game out of Mac Jones for the Chargers to come back and, and throw 52 times, and you know, like, that's the thing that you're kind of waiting for, just generally with this team to you know have their backs against the wall and it's not looking good and they flip the script and, and they come the, back and, and they move. The, the script ball. today is like all of a sudden Cleveland jumps out ahead and, and they're up, uh, you know, 24 to 7 in the third quarter. And now the game is on Bailey Zappi's shoulders. And here come the Patriots. And he's like and finding he, Thornton. And all he throws over the, the ball 48 and, times and throws three touchdowns and, you know, two in the last five minutes and you come back. Mm. You're not going to hear me saying, well, what did he really do? Yeah. <laughs> what did he do? No. You came back and won a game largely yeah. because your quarterback caught fire in the fourth quarter. And that, to me, would be different than what they've done so far with Zap. Yes, but you're also not putting the uh, mortgage on that happening either. Doesn't no. sound like Well, you can read between the lines and <laughs> interpret that one <laughs> any way you want. I would think. All right, let's uh, go to the phones here before we take a break. Michelle is in South Carolina. Hi, Michelle. I remember you. How you doing? <laughs> I remember you, too. I can. How are you? I'm dumb. All right. What's going on? <laughs> Nothing. Um, Don't I'm let them get the ticker uh, going, Michelle. <laughs> what's that? I said, don't let them get the ticker started on you for we'd the never, We'd never do that to you, Michelle. No ticker for me. <laughs> Freddie. So uh, I have a, uh, a question, a couple questions. Um, Tub, so we know he likes, to, uh, he likes to spread it, and he likes to uh, run side to side also. He likes to uh, spread it out. So would we pass the line um, on um, when he is in the backfield? Um, to cover that um, with an um, linebacker or with defensive tackles and with our red zone uh, red zone offense since it's been horrendous mm. um, with um, Stevenson, why don't we do more um, slot passes to him and having more wideouts so that we are not so vanilla. Yeah, Michelle, I think that's a, that's a good question. Um, the offense, a little vanilla, I'd say, with Zappy. I think that's something uh, people have acknowledged but also been kind of okay with since they're winning games, and it's kind of dumbed down and simplified. I know, Paul, they're not doing a lot, but uh, it does seem like it's functioning at least. Um, let's uh, talk about the running back matchup here before we go to break. Yeah. Stevenson and uh, the the role that he's on against Chubb, who's an established uh, superstar. I think the advantage has to go to Cleveland here, but I don't know that that necessarily tips the whole scale in their favor. No, no. I mean, yeah. I just I'm, I'm so impressed with Stevenson. Just I mean, we talked about him all week long with I mean, Chubb is a known quantity by this point. You know, he's one of the best mm-hmm. backs in the league. And Stevenson, I think, is, you know, a year two guy that 
It's looking like he, he should break out. I mean, talk this week about how much he likes getting that amount of carries and, and really finding a rhythm. So um, we'll see what happens today. I know Damian Harris is going to try to, you know, he seems like he's out there trying to warm up a little bit, but they promoted Kevin Harris. So it's another guy we talked about this week. Maybe he gets a chance, had some ball security issues. I think that was in our last game. You did, Arkin, I believe, maybe uh, one of the preseason games, maybe yeah, the final one right, where he yeah. was putting the ball on the ground a little bit too much. Um, I was wrapped up in the Chesney. So yeah, I, the know, Raiders. That was it. The Raiders game. Yep. <laughs> I know. Rain and Chesney and all that. But uh, I, I mean, I said it this week. I'd love to I'd love to see one of these rookies get a chance, whether it's Harris or Strong. I mean, based on what we heard Belichick stay this week, it doesn't sound like Strong is, is maybe close. But, um, you know, just to give Harris a chance with, with Damian Harris contract year, give give a young guy some some opportunities against this run defense. It, it can't all be on Stevenson. So uh, be excited to see if, if it, Kevin Harris got a, a If it's today. a close game throughout, what do you expect? That they don't give the ball to anybody but Stevenson. <laughs> That's what I'm expecting. <laughs> to flip the, to flip the like game. It, I, I think if it's like last week with Detroit, they would have loved to have had Kevin Harris mm-hmm. yeah. to take away eight of those carries that Stevenson got in the fourth quarter, mm. you know, ish, mm-hmm. when the game had been decided. And, you know, give Kevin Harris the ball, and as long as he holds on to it, you keep giving him the ball. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I yeah. think today, if the game is close, I think you're going to see a, a one-back yeah. For the most back part. and Jacoby Myers. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> just give it to those two. <laughs> I, j- I just, I also liked the way she worded it as the offense being vanilla with Bailey Zappi. I think that's a good way to put it. Like it's not like an ice cream sundae. It's just, <laughs> just vanilla. Vanilla ice, vanilla cream. ice cream. Hand it off. No play toppings. Action. No toppings. Short passes. Don't you know? Don't try to force it down the field un- unless you have to. I mean, it, they do a lot. I mean. You know, there's just a lot of things you could do to make it easier on a quarterback, whether, you know, especially when you're running the ball well. Right. I mean, that's just, I mean, that takes so much pressure off of, of, of him. And that's another area where I would think people should be crediting Bill Belichick, Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, whatever. You know, like dealing with the third string quarterback and making sure you keep him in positions where he's not going to kill you. You know, when they've gotten the third and longs, they haven't asked him to drop back and try to fire mm-hmm. one, you know, in, in the seam or mm-hmm. in between defenders. That's why they were three for nine on third down last week. Every time they needed more than four yards or so, they didn't get it because they didn't ask him to get it. You know, and that's, and that's keeping your quarterback out of harm's way. Again, that works as long as you are shutting the other team out and playing from in front and you don't necessarily need it. Um, yeah, Mac Jones, Mac Jones is out. By I way. have the inactives. Okay, let's hear him. Lawrence, Lawrence Guy. Nelson Aguilar. Guy was that you called it. All right. Yeah. Hey, guy. Lawrence Guy, Nelson Aguilar, Jonathan Jones, Josh Uche, Mac Jones, Josh Bledsoe, Damian Harris. You ain't playing, guy. <laughs> uh, wait, perfect. did you not say Mac Jones? <laughs> no, no, yeah, Mac Jones. Out. Oh, you did say yep, Mac Jones. Max out. Okay, yeah. Max out. Uh, I knew they were going to wait until right before the game, and I knew that's when they were going to win that because you knew he wasn't going to yeah, play. And yeah, and Damian Harris, too. <laughs> yeah, Harris, so too. That's well, what we were just talking I, about. So Kevin Harris I and think, Strong active. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that they pretty much told you yesterday when they elevated Gary oh, yeah. Gilbert off the practice squad yeah. that Mac Jones wasn't playing today. And I can say the same thing, too, about when they activated Harris, Kevin Harris. I think, too, I was like, kind of like, okay, well. I mean, you wouldn't have... Someone's not going to be yeah. there, right? Yeah. 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 And I think, I mean, as Tamara said earlier, I, mean, I think Lawrence Guy, that, that's significant. I mean, I think he's yeah. a good run stopper, um, good good physical presence up front along the line. So uh, a little bit, maybe a little more Sam Roberts. Um, you know, uh, they just, they're going to have to overcome that one. I mean, uh, interesting with, we were talking too about Nelson Aguilar had the, you know, mm-hmm. fumble or the interception go off his hands last week. So I'm good um, with him not playing Tyquan today. Thornton, yeah. maybe Aguilar. give him a little bit of an opportunity <laughs> today to uh, continue to grow. Um, and, and maybe they do try to push the ball down the field to him a little bit. I All right. 
Um, it's always game on with Duncan Patriots fans. That's why grabbing a coffee is the most important game day ritual because the best call for football is Duncan, the official coffee of the New England Patriots. America runs on Duncan. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll have the overs and the unders. We'll uh, continue to react to this list of inactives. No Mac Jones today. Uh, we'll check in with uh, with the guys warming up and everything else. That's all coming up next. Touchview Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, Touchview also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Verizon, the network America relies on and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra. 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. Ignore the roar. I'm sure it meant something to me when I texted it. I don't know. That's not better than Did it, though? Did it? Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Christian Arcan. 
All right, we're back here. It is Patriots pregame, fueled by Duncan, and Dom's is now the official steak tip of the New England Patriots. Dominate the grill this season with a tailgate box subscription. Visit domsausage.com and choose your plan and get curated boxes filled with our quality meats delivered to your doorstep, ready to grill for game day. You'll be the MVP of the tailgate season with Dom's. Uh, that's making me hungry. Um, all right, let's uh, let's get to, uh, well, actually, we're just having an interesting conversation uh, off the air, but before we took that break, uh, Tamara, you hit us with the inactives, and there's uh, obviously Mac Jones. That's the big one. Um, I think we got a pretty good indication of that, as you mentioned, with Gilbert. Uh, no Damian Harris. Uh, Kevin Harris was activated. I don't think either of those were surprises. Any surprises on that list? Any Anybody that sort of made you do a double take? Uh, not so much surprise. I mean, I would say Christian Barmore popped up, um, as Paul pointed out during the break. I don't want to take credit for this, Paul, but it's astute, okay. ob- astute observation we're by we're Mr. Garrow. We're a team guy. We can, yeah. we can all do that. I also that. think Uche kind of popped up later in the week-ish. Yeah, um, and then was ruled out yeah, yeah already that's so. like the the injuries i tell you this all the time it's a, an irrational thing and last week there was mm-hmm. two of them one of them is out i think that injuries that happen during the course of the week are to me injuries that were suffered at practice mm-hmm. and to me that means that it was significant enough for him to miss practice time and it's potentially significant enough to miss the game yeah uche i think it was thursday he mm-hmm. popped up yep. he was out ruled out the next day Barmore, fortunately, he pops up on Friday. Had had to miss some practice time, but he's active at least in the game. So we'll see how much he can go because I think they're going to need as much of the the big bodies up front. And I know Barmore's strength isn't necessarily stopping the run, but they're going to need those guys. I'd rather have him on the field than Sam Roberts. Yep. Yeah, a little. I think it's a little interesting with. Uh, I mean, I think it's in terms of lining up against the run, you'd love to have Guy, but you know, missing Jonathan Jones, missing Uche, some of those passing down guys, of course, against Jacoby Brissett, probably an okay week to, to deal with that. But I do, you know, wonder if if they do get a good start, they do get a little bit of a lead. Cleveland's forced to throw the ball a little bit more. You know, how do they kind of replace Uche? I mean, I like having like a guy like Jennings, pretty stout. Maybe you can get him in there, but don't you know, some Jonathan questions Jones. about about some pass rush with with Barmore if he's banged up a little bit. So I just just something to get think about. If you're going to get to Tamara's key, close things out. If you have to do it in the passing game, you might have to do it with some some guys that you're not mm-hmm. quite used to doing it with. Right. This could be a good game to have, you know, see more of like Peppers, Mac Wilson, um, Raquan Former McMillan, Browns, like, yeah. Let them yeah. go, let May- them go maybe get them. S- maybe a game where, you know, hopefully we see – it's funny – Mac Wilson and Raquan McMillan call themselves loose screws. Like I would really, lo- hopefully, love to see you know their speed show up today if they do get, do get more playing time. Yeah. Why do they call themselves? That? <laughs> they're just. I don't know. I guess both I'm not of them, cool enough to know. get that both reference. Them, like, when I, mean, I they, talk to them, they're, they're crazy. So they like, they have a screw loose. loose. Screws. You got a screw loose. Is that what they're trying loose to say? Screws is what they call themselves. <laughs> okay. Um, no. Do you never heard that? I, no, no. I've definitely heard that. I've definitely heard that. But I've never heard anyone refer to themselves as I've got a screw loose. They did. They. They refer to themselves as loose screws, so um, Usually hopefully... Usually that's... He's crazy. He's got a screw loose. That's what I... <laughs> when she said that, that's the first thing I, I, I thought I don't think crazy. They, they, I think crazy. speed. Yeah. I'm hoping that speed can show up today and, and Hopefully they tackles. can drill down. Yes. Ah! And get Ooh, it. Yeah, that's I how you good. tighten up those <laughs> screws, baby. Tighten up the screws. I think Jonathan Jones is an interesting guy, though, because I think he's played reasonably well. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think he's a, a pretty good tackler on the second level. And I think you're going to have some opportunities today, if you're Cleveland, to get Chubb or Hunt to the second level. Yeah. And I mean, even in the passing game, I think, uh, you know, if it wasn't Jacoby Brissett, you might be talking a little bit more about how do we match up with Amari Cooper and, you know, dealing with him. I mean, he's, right. he's a good receiver. Do you think they'll go with Jack Jones on Amari Cooper? Because um, I, I, I do. Jack Jones on Amari Cooper. I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I, I, I guess they'd probably – I mean, I, I think I'd expect them to play sides, but 
you know, I, I, I obviously would think that Cleveland would try to take advantage of that. I would normally say no, but, but if sets the quarterback, he's not getting them the ball anyway. So, yeah, put Jones on. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> what does it even matter? That's sort of how I feel. Yeah, yeah, but well, get, I, I, let Jack Jones build some confidence against the quarterback. Uh, and, and, and it's funny because out. you talk to people in Cleveland, and they think that Peoples-Jones has been their best receiver, mm-hmm. yeah. even though he doesn't have the amount of targets that, that yeah. Cooper does. And I, I think back to when Cooper was with Dallas and the Patriots completely shut him down. But it was raining. It was Stephon <laughs> Kilmore. All <laughs> oh, right, yeah, <laughs> doing, sure. doing the shutting down. Come on, I, I didn't know if you're doing like, weather uh, or personal. I'm going to need you to remember something at some point. I just, I just try to focus on today. No, Paul, they, they really, they had a oh game here gosh. with uh, Dak Prescott <laughs> that they completely, like, like Gilmore, just completely owned. Yeah, I remember that one, Cooper. And um, I, I wonder if they, they look at that. Maybe they, they do Jack Jones. Maybe they give him some help over the top or whatever, so he could be aggressive and. Undercuts because I think Brissett. I know he's considered like a safe quarterback, but I think he'll give you some opportunities. Mm-hmm. I think he'll stare down some receivers, and I think that I, I don't know. I have a funny feeling that you're going to see another pick for Jack Jones, and that hype train is going to be out of control. Woo-hoo. Oh yeah, big time. Now the other one, I, I, a lot I, of jerseys. I worry, there's another pick today. I worry a little <laughs> bit about Jalen Mills on on Peoples Jones if they're if Cleveland's smart enough to actually. You know, look at different matchups because I think Mills is um, operating at less than 100%. He's been in and out of – he missed a game. He's been in and out of other games Mm. with that hamstring problem. Um, Yeah, I I think that that could be a potential uh, issue back there. And I think Najoku has been effective, so the safeties are going to be occupied with him. It's an interesting thing, Paul, because I think we spent so much time, like, to Christian's key of of thinking, you know, on the Patriots side, like, you know, if you go out there and the Browns see Bentley, Tavai – Jennings, you know, Carl Davis, like like just a real heavy front. You've got a rookie cornerback out on an island against Amari Cooper. I mean, you would think at least on paper that the opportunities should be there in the passing game for for Cleveland to give it a go as much as it's got to be tempting to give it, you know, to Chubb and Hunt 30 times in the game, you know. But some interesting interesting personnel stuff going on. All right, let's go back to the phones. The number is 855-PATS-500. You can email us at webradio at patriots.com. Todd is in Greenville, North Carolina. Hello, Todd. Hey, guys. I'm looking forward to what I think is going to be a pretty good game. Um, my question is uh, kind of game-related, but more about what do you guys think about the evolution of the of our quarterbacks and our play calling? Like, Do you feel like that they're going to keep progressing, both of them, or where do you think they're at just to, to know how much you can put on these guys and on the offense in general? Thanks. Uh, thanks, Todd. Um, we did sort of just touch on this on the uh, on the coaching and how it's evolved. Yeah, it's I mean, hard to it's say it's getting get, worse. I mean, it's got to get better, right? Yeah, I mean, you can't say you can't say it's, get, it's, it's uh, nose diving or anything. But like it's that. also like you've had two games with backup quarterbacks. I mean, right. I just I think that's part of it. Like that, you know, it's not like they've had everything at their disposal that they set out the season to 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 even you know right now they've got other guys that they've got to deal with and other issues. So I think they've been fine. But I, I mean, I would hope they continue to get better. Of course, Paul. Night. I agree with everything Mike just said, as I often do. Tamara? (laughs) Sorry. I'm glad we all agree. I'm trying to uh, (laughs) make sure our warm-ups are good to go over here. Okay, Um, very good. Um, We have a uh, email from the U.K. Uh, Hi, everyone watching from Manchester, U.K. Now, I only watch the Patriots and not interested in any other team, so I'm wondering, has there ever been a third-choice quarterback come in and be really good and successful? Yes. Uh, His name was Steeman Willie Beeman in the documentary (laughs) uh, Any Given Sunday, Um, (laughs) starring Jamie Foxx. I'm wondering, has there ever been a third-choice quarterback who's come in and been really good in any team previously over the years? I like Zappi. He's the third choice for a reason. Right. Uh, Thanks for the love. uh, Thanks. Love the show, Matt in Manchester. Has there ever been a third stringer? 
that's come in and really torn it, it happens. up. I mean, I don't know. Not tor- something that comes to that, mind. That, that's torn it up. I don't know if that's ever happened. But I've, I know when Brissett won the game in sixteen or whatever it was, mm-hmm. there was a lot of has any team ever won a game with three different quarterbacks in a season? Right. And turned out it happened frequently. Yeah. Um, I don't remember all the details, but lighting it up, I'm not sure. Like. There's a lot of examples of the third stringer coming in and lighting it up. No. No, I do think Brissett's an interesting example, and I don't know if this is cause and effect or, or what, but, I mean, just, you know, by getting the chance to, to play early in his career, week three, thrown into the flames, probably couldn't do much, but it just kind of put him out there. I wonder how much that opportunity kind of helped him land, like, you know, a pretty successful NFL career now where he's, you know, played on multiple teams. He started a bunch of games as, you know, had a chance to fill in. I just, that's what I wonder with Zappi, even if Zappi doesn't, you know, turn out to what some people might think he is, he might just be a backup quarterback and that might just be fine too for the Patriots to have found a guy that, that, that they can trust. And, you know, Paul talks about it a lot, not having to pay a veteran backup quarterback. Um, so there's value in that too. But I also just wondered with Zappi getting his name out there, Zappi fever that, even you know, it might lead spot, to things. Mike, right? yeah. Even the roster spot, you, if, if you were 100% comfortable with Bailey Zappi heading into the season as the backup you probably not only would have saved money you would have saved a roster spot and that to True. me is far more valuable than the cap space because mm-hmm. you know what I think of the cap space yeah man, that's not a cap is, is crap right right that's right I've heard someone say that before it rhymes <laughs> and, you, and you know where he got it right um, from you oh yeah oh really <laughs> I didn't know that just Mark, like Hardy got all his jokes from you're me you're the granddad of crap is crap <laughs> It was my I wouldn't, boy. I wouldn't my say boy. I, was, I wouldn't say um, I was the granddad. I coined that one. <laughs> it, it, it's been harvested over the years from talks with one William Belichick. Aha. <laughs> okay. Well, that makes sense. So one thing that we haven't talked about is Taiwan Thornton. This is his second game. Great like, point. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm excited to see if we see him get a little bit more this week. Or do you think they're still going to be playing it a little bit too Vanilla. I think they'll play too vanilla for Thornton to really do anything, to answer your question. But, uh, you know, Aguilar's out. They mm-hmm. need a guy in there to get some speed down the field. I don't know if Zappi can get the ball down the field, uh, you know, to a guy who's as fast as Thornton is. And also, I'm worried about <laughs> Thornton getting hurt again because he's so skinny. But, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, sure, why not? Absolutely. Yeah. Turn yeah. him loose. Yeah, we're not, I mean, it'd probably be some sh- shorter routes. But I, I just think, back to the main theme, anytime a rookie mm-hmm. can get experience today, whether it's Kevin Harris, Pierre Strong, Jack Jones, Bailey Zappi clearly is going to get some, some time. Marcus Jones. All the Jones. All the, every All the single Jones. <laughs> except, for, except for a couple. No, I, you know, anytime those guys can get experience today, I think it's it's huge. Um, you've seen a lot of them get these opportunities and have had success, and I think that those are the things that this team going forward just needs more than anything. Young talent that they develop in-house, that they're paying on rookie contracts so that they're not going to hamper any kind of, uh, you know, I know the cap is crap, but it's always mm-hmm. great to have rookies that play well, and you've got a guy under a manageable deal for four years. So uh, more rookies, the better. Would love to see a big play out of Thornton. It's yeah. Absolutely. And that sort of goes to, we weren't really talking about this, but that sort of goes back to the drafts of the last five years. I mean, you know, yep. lots, a lot's been said about them. It's the and biggest how, thing. To me, it's the biggest yeah, thing. There wasn't young talent. There wasn't cheap talent on the team because they missed on so many draft picks. Yep. And it looks like that's the tide starting to turn a little in the last A little uh, bit. A little years. bit. And I mean, I and I always draw the parallel to 2009, 2010, 2011. Those years, the Patriots were, you know, turning over. They lost their defense uh, of an aging, you know, veteran group that originally kind of came in with, you know, back in the 90s with the Brewskis, the beginning, all those guys. 
you know, if you hadn't hit those drafts with Gronk, with Edelman, with Hightower, with Chandler Jones, mm-hmm. you know, over the course of, of three three years or so, McCourty, mm-hmm. uh, that's the core of your championship. And then, you know, you look at when the same thing kind of happened and the defense started getting a little old. You lose guys like Ninkovich and, you know, Hightower starts to get a little old. You know, those are the drafts they missed on Edelman. You didn't replace Edelman. You didn't replace Gronk. You didn't get those kind of game-changing players that are absolute weapons and – that that's the price you're paying right now and i think you're until you you know build that new core and and get those kind of guys back that that's what you're going to be kind of stuck in the middle a little bit until you find those plus playmakers all right 855 pats 500 that's the phone number let's go to david who is in texas hello david 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 all right david we'll pop you on hold unless i did something wrong here and if i did i apologize uh (laughs) david's going back on hold filling up his beer or something um <laughs> yes we have a uh, we have an email here from i don't know who this is from but he says i have to admit i'm getting a little tired of the zappy over mac talk if we stuck with Nikhil harry for four years <laughs> mac would be the qb for the next four to five as paul says don't at me <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I love mean, that I, you know i love that i will i will say it's not like, a bad point <laughs> last week after um, the game versus the Lions. I saw some zappy for MVP tweets, and I was like, "You're kidding." <laughs> those were me. Th- those You're actually. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was your burner. And I hate having a I hate having a poo poo on on either one of these guys. I mean, I just I think it's it's been fun. I mean, I, you know, it's always you get a backup quarterback, you kind of hold your breath and see what happened. But um, you know, you can feel good about him and, and happy for him. But but also, you know, to this point, he hasn't shown me. But. I, I'm keeping the door open here. Yeah. I, you know, I, he's got He's going to have to get at least one more start here, um, you know, before Matt comes back. So he's, he's got an opportunity. I, I mean, I don't rule it out. I just don't want to get ahead of myself because we watched Zappy all summer. He got mm-hmm. tons of reps, mm-hmm. and there just weren't, you know, there yeah. wasn't a lot out there that mm-hmm. you were like, oh, this this kid. Can, I mean, he was solid. He yeah. looked like he didn't look like, you know, some rookies I've seen a quarterback that come in and look like they're trying. Whoa. Uh, Jordan Love. So when Jordan you know? Love went in for Aaron Rodgers, it was a catastrophe. Lost, I don't yeah. know if it was because he wasn't prepared, who they were playing. It, it was just not great. Same thing with Trey Lance. Went into the game. Yeah. Not great. I mean, obviously now he's not playing and Grapple has to play well. He's out with his injury. But I think that it's when you've seen some of those rookies go in and kind of just, as oh, yeah. Evan would say, wet the bed. <laughs> um, I think because Bailey came in and didn't necessarily wet the bed, especially coming in in Lambeau and then, you know, obviously getting a win last week. I think that's why there's so much zappy. Yeah, you know who didn't wet the bed was Mac Jones last year. He didn't wet the bed either. Yeah, <laughs> so, no. You know, no. So that was, that was nice too. Not until yeah. like the end of the year. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it, with, with zappy, that's, that's part of it. I mean, coming into this season, think about what the expectations for Mac Jones were. He was a Pro yep. Bowl quarterback mm-hmm. who was in the playoffs last year and had high enough expectations. I don't know if I thought he was going to be a Pro mm-hmm. Bowler again, but I thought he was going to build off of that and have a good season, and he got off to a bad start. Yeah. Bailey Zappi goes in, and he's not perfect. I mean, Paul's right. It's not like he's out there killing it, yeah. but what were the expectations for Bailey Zappi? He's cleared them by yeah. Oh, yeah. leaps and bounds. Meanwhile, Mac Jones way underperforming his expectations. That's a big part of this. Yeah. Just what we expected from these two guys. No one expected a blessed thing from Bailey Zappi. Yeah. Yeah, and and I and I just I guess the line for me to wonder is like kind of to Paul's point. You know, what are they asking of Mac Jones? I mean, are they really kind of trying to push it a little bit in terms of and I mean pushing it ball down the field, but you know, just ter- in terms of trying to find more explosiveness for the offense to make this an offense that a 14 point or 10 point deficit isn't a death sentence to them. You know, so and, 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 and I think Tamara said it too. Like you know, if you have to take a half step back for a minute mm-hmm. to re- kind of find yourself and rejigger the, the 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 trajectory for where you want your offense to go, I I, I can forgive it a little bit. But I don't think anybody's going to argue. And I mean, I, I've been making this point too. It's like when Matt comes back, it's go time. Like oh, it's yeah. not like hey, that's great, you came back in four weeks. 
but you, you threw four more interceptions. Like, that's not going to fly yeah. anymore. Um, and, and I think ultimately it's good. Like, as much as the zappy talk is kind of funny and, like, a little bit probably overblown, it's like, I'm sure Mac's hearing that. I'm sure Mac's staying motivated. And that's probably why Mac is walking the field, you know, in warm-ups today when, you know, he's not even going to play. So uh, it's I, I think ultimately, no matter what, it's a good thing for the team that you've got a rookie quarterback who's playing well, yeah. looks like he he's okay out there. And whether he ends up, you know, maybe ultimately unseating Mac or ultimately just being a backup or whatever, uh, it's a good thing for the team. I liked when, I think it was Zappi's press conference on Wednesday, someone asked, like, what's it like with Mac Jones right now? Are you guys friends? Are you guys competitors? <laughs> and he paused, and he's like, um, I'd say a little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I, I mean, which is fair, because I'm sure, like, you know, obviously Mac is doing everything he can to help Bailey be prepared. But also, like you said, at the same time, he he's like – you know, I want my job back. Yeah. So it's pro sports. Ray said, I'm not helping you, yeah. Jimmy. You get yeah. out of here. I know. <laughs> you can't come to TV 12. I'm locking you out. I mean, so. You're not taking my job. It is. I mean, that's, I mean, it's, I, I, I think as a professional athlete, it's just something mm-hmm. that you have to get used to where, you know, you're working with a guy, but you want to beat that guy mm-hmm. out. And I mean, none famous, more famous than Brady and, and, and Bledsoe sure. back in the day when, you know, that, that whole thing. And I think Drew Bledsoe kind of was the model for, you know, how, how a veteran quarterback can handle it. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to be happy about it. Um, but he can support the team and be a good teammate at the same time. You so. think they're selling Zappy jerseys over there? <laughs> I'm serious. Like, do you think those are moving at all? Like, I, I wonder. Uh, we, we might see God some. God bless anybody, but I, <laughs> we who, might see some Zappy fever shirts by well, Monday uh, night. You know what's Paul's other thing? I, I There's think it's kind of funny. seven guys named Jones on the team, so you don't want a Jones. <laughs> I know, I know. Zappy. There's only one Zappy. <laughs> well, well, Paul puts some credit, and I, I totally agree with him. Paul puts some credit in, like, if his name was Bailey Smith. Right. Like, would it, it's like, no. it's Zappy. It's like, it's just because of his, like, it helps that he's got this name that's catchy and rhymes with everything. Yeah. Everyone's got a meme or a there's so many puns, parody like, puns or, or any, puns. I mean, it just lends itself to to the hype. I mean, it's it's funny how it works. That it way. is. It and is. Then, funny and meanwhile, you got another quarterback named Mac Jones, like the right. most basic name you could possibly. But now, call. but now it's like <laughs> it makes you want to call him McCorkle. Like it makes you want to be like, okay, like I need him to. Have I thought a cool it was McClellan. <laughs> McClellan. <laughs> Just kidding. Like um, Cam Newton tripping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go back to the phones at 855 Pats 500. A lot of you waiting patiently to uh, chime in here. Let's try Tom, who is in North Carolina. Hello, Tom. Hey, how's it going? Tom. Just a quick question for you guys. What's up? Um, hey, Tom. So I've been hearing that there's been some kind of friction with Mac Jones and the coaching staff. Oh. Uh, with the quality to, like, kind of what they've been doing for him. Uh, is there any depth to that? Is there actually any meat in that bone? Uh and I uh, just want to see your guys' thoughts. Thanks. All right, Tom. Uh, yeah. Deuce, you'd probably yeah. know better than yeah. I would. Yeah. Friction there. Between, no, uh, I don't know. And I, I, people are pumping that. I, uh, I feel know, like I haven't heard much of that. I, I haven't heard much of it, but I also just Of course, think, I've like, been, like, radio silent for about a week. So. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you know Mac. Like, Mac Jones last year, did he not come off like the guy who was just happy to be here and oh, do very, whatever oh, was shucks, asked? And yeah. what do I have to do, Bill? Like, what should I say? Like, he just – I've never seen anyone, I think, walk into this program and look more like they're toeing the line – and then somehow we're getting to the point now where Max, like, you guys aren't treating me right. Like, I, it's just a jump for me because last year I felt, it, it, and even into this year, it feels almost like he is buying the company line almost to an annoying point, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and like now it's like, well, now he, he's like got this ego about him and he doesn't think they're doing the. Like, well, that stands to reason, though. He was a pro bowler last year as a rookie. I'm serious. <laughs> like, that, that he has a brand now. Mac Jones has a brand. He's doing commercials. He's thinking, I want to build off of last year. And instead, the coaches are all different. The offense is all different. I'm throwing picks left and right. I don't know anything, you know. Like, 
that's that. I can see why that would upset. Why we wouldn't be happy about. Yeah, that. but I think that they. I would hope that this offense is all done with Mac in mind and not saying Mac. We know you did all these things right, but we're going to put you in a square peg. Like there needs to be. Uh, maybe that's yeah. not true, but that may be how he perceives it. So maybe, and now he thinks like. Yeah. I, I mean, and if Mac Jones has gotten this head about him that that he's a Pro Bowl quarterback, which I think is just like I'm not. You're not really a Pro Bowl. You were like the guy who was available next on the list, and then you made the Pro. You got to play in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Um, so. A lot of people you know, passed. But if that happens, <laughs> but if that happens, then I'm all about ba- the Bailey Zappi train because he's going to be the one. So, you know, I think you need to buy into a couple of these narratives to kind of get it all to line up. But um, I, I still think Mac is, is their guy and, you know, is doing – and, I mean, maybe he is pushing to play maybe a little bit more than, than he should. I, I would maybe buy into that a little bit. But I don't know. I just – I find it hard to believe that, that Mac all of a sudden thinks he knows what's right and, oh, Bill, that's great. But what we should actually be doing is this and this. Like, I don't know. That seems a little bit of a stretch to me right now all right let's go to uh jose who is in texas uh jose in texas what's up jose hello Hello. yeah uh you know what we're doing we're taking it day by day that's right that's right (laughs) true that is what we're doing not even thinking yesterday Uh, tomorrow today i have a defensive question you expecting to see adrian phillips and kyler duggar on the field oh yeah more since john jones is going to be out Thanks, guys. Uh, thank you, Jose, uh, for uh, for checking in there. Phillips has been playing a lot, right? Yeah, they it's both have played. I don't know how much they're connected. I mean, I would I would wonder more about Miles Bryant and uh, and Marcus Jones in terms of of who's going to be playing inside the slot. But I, I I would guess it's a you know pretty good bet you're going to see Mills and Jack Jones on the outside. We just haven't seen much of Sean Wade yet, so I'm not really expecting him to play. So I don't know if it connects so much with the safeties. I think it connects more with with the slot. But I mean, maybe to your point though. Instead of going to Miles Bryant or Marcus Jones, who are smaller coverage guys, that you do lean more into the three and four safety packages because those guys can tackle, and, and you just you can't have guys who can't tackle yeah. against this rush. You got to have Duggar I'm, on the field all day. Today. Yeah, yeah, I'm 100%. I'm really happy that Duggar is back this game. This would not be a game where you wanted to have him out, especially at the second level. You need him yeah. to be able to tackle, and yep. so I think that um, having him active this game and not inactive like he was. What was that? Two games ago. Mm-hmm. I think is huge because yep. um, tackling is going to be very. Well, was it, I think yeah. was it two games ago? Well, I know he missed. Ago? I know he missed Baltimore, which yes, was a big one. Was a big one. You know, did he play in the Green Bay game? I feel like I can't remember. Uh, I, I think he did. I think he was just yeah. he was a little bit limited though. Yeah, and Jones yeah. ran him over too. I mean, and that then, was, yeah. he had and a then game, Mills so. was limited in. Baltimore. Yeah, Mills was out last week too, so yeah. he's back now. And yeah, so some juggling going on for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, yeah, it it seems like that's and that's one of their strengths on the roster too. I think is the safety position. Uh, yeah. There's so many. The <laughs> they got so many of them. Yeah, yeah. there's so and many. They don't have a lot of linebackers, so like it's you know no. you see Duggar come up and guys sort of play that hybrid position, yeah. which is why I think Duggar was drafted and why they went after Phillips so aggressively in free agency a couple years ago. I think that was all sort of uh, part of this, um, yeah. moving away from the bigger, slower linebackers. And also when you think about like mobile quarterbacks, that's a good way to try and. Uh, contain them and I didn't do a great job of it against Jackson or anything but I feel like that was sort of what was in mind with some of those draft picks and acquisitions like that's what they were trying to do thousand percent I think that the safety group kind of defines what this defense is now and I mean they're so fluid with what they do week to week but those safeties are are a constant and you're 100 percent right those speed on the edges 
I, I as Tamara said, I mean, you just you really need a dugger against Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson. But but they're a divining feature. You know, Jabril Peppers has you know been playing a little bit more here, so we'll see if they're able to get even a fourth guy on the field, which would be you know even more. Uh, Paul, you missed a couple calls, but Mac Jones hates Bill Belichick. Uh, <laughs> hates him. A lot of friction there. And um, what was the last? What the last? Guy? Oh, and we're taking it day by day here. On day the by show. day. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, other than that, you didn't miss anything. I'm not necessarily poo pooing the first. Oh, one. oh well. And, and, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm not using the word hate. I'm I'm using the word. Um, there was how does uh, what does friction sound? That's what the guy said. Friction. There was, I, I think there was some pushback with Mac Jones on the entire on the plan. injury. No, okay. on the plan in the off season. Hmm. I don't think he liked the idea of having two defensive coaches, uh, special teams coaches, come in and run the off. Like, what are we doing? You know, give it, give it to me. Tamara likes Palms this up. One. Palms I love up. it. What are we doing? <laughs> I was, what are we I've doing? been waiting for that to happen. <laughs> Mike Dussault has like a clueless, like, what are we, like, what are we <laughs> doing? You're kind of juggling. And evidently Tamara has never, never heard, heard of that. Like Will Ferrell in the office? It's like I've seen, <laughs> the I've seen people thing. do this, but hearing like the palms up, it's just. Palms up. It just we're, palms up. we're palms down, not palms up. Palms Who said up. that? Was that Hardy? <laughs> <laughs> palms down is calm. Palms up is what are we doing? Yeah. yeah. I love it. Uh, that makes sense. All right. Bridgestone is the official tire of the New England Patriots, and Bridgestone tires are now on sale through December 10th at all Sullivan Tire locations. Locations. Visit SullivanTire.com for a location near you. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have our over-unders. Uh, that's next. Touchview Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, Touchview also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Verizon, the network America relies on and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra. 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, 
and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. One random thought for today. I just pulled up Leonard in Florida. Is it going to be a quick random thought? Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Christian Arcan. All right, we're back here. Patriots pregame fueled by Duncan. And hey, Pats fans, I'm here to tell you all about NFL All Day. With NFL All Day, all your favorite Patriots highlights become digital video collectibles called Moments. Yes, Moments. Not only can you buy and sell them on a secure marketplace full of thousands of NFL fans, you can also use them to compete in epic game day challenges. Check it out and find some moments from all your favorite Patriots players on NFLAllDay.com. Those NFTs that we're talking about here, I, NFTs? I think so. I've heard that ad read a lot now, and I'm still trying to figure out what exactly Moments. Moments. I love a good moment. But um, but in your professional radio voice, it, it, it sounds like it sounds right. I mean, I, it definitely sounds much more professional <laughs> than it does when Fred makes that. <laughs> what? What? Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. What is this? Uh, uh, hey, Pat's. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> eh, you know. Um, do, should we do over-unders right now, or should we wait a second? Let's go to it right now. Yeah. Over-unders. It's time for this week's edition of Over-Unders. You're over me? When were you under me? All right, Over-Unders. We have, uh, well, let's get to the uh, season totals first. Uh, Mike, you are uh, right at 500. Even Stevens, baby. Even Stevens, just like Jerry Seinfeld. At uh, 15 and 15, you were 3 and 3 last week. Paul, you took a 2 and 4 week last week, but that uh, only dropped you down to 17 and 13. You're leading the way. And Hardy, my God. Ouch. 1 and 5 this for Hardy. This is why last he skipped week. out today, I think. Jeez. Evidently, he is, uh, he's given us his. his oh, picks. I've got his picks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh. Um, well, he's uh, 16 and 14 right behind you. Uh, took a big hit last week with that 1 and 5 week. So let's go Do ahead. Still suck, suckling hind teat. <laughs> well, not by much, though. Not by much. Uh, and no one's in the red yet, so that's good. Or no one's in the red right now. Uh, all right, let's start with our first over-under, and that is Nick Folk field goals today. The oh. over-under is uh, two and a half field goals from Nick Folk. Yeah, I think uh, I think they're going to have more than two field goals. I just I got to go with how things have been going. I'm going over two-plus field goals. Sounds about right. Um, yeah, I'm going to agree with Mike. I, I think they'll stick with the trend and the red zone struggles. I think they'll be able to run the ball and move it, and Nick Folk will have to kick some field goals. All right, what hard do you say? Over. He's saying over? No, I'm going to say under. I don't don't want to follow the crowd. (laughs) I'm not going to follow the crowd. Uh, Less than two and a half. Maybe maybe Shanks won today. Um, All right, let's go to uh, Ramondre Stevenson and his total rushing yards. Uh, The over-under here is 99.5.5, which is a new number. Uh, Let's uh, assume that he met 99.5. And uh, does Ramondre Stevenson crack 100 today? It's a library book. (laughs) I am going to say... Yes. This is a bold yes. prediction, I think, to just say that a guy's going to get 100. I'm going to say yes. Over. Okay. Hmm. You want me to go now? Sure. I'll go. Um, uh, shoot, I'm going to go over, too. I, I just I think, what, like Paul said, he's going to get a bunch of carries, and this is a real bad run defense, so I, I got to go over for Ramondre. What Harvey? What Harvey? Harvey. What did Hardy say? Harvey Hardy. He took the big over. He took wow. the over. Wow. 
Uh, I'm fading you guys. I'm going under again, under 100 yards. And I feel better about this one. The Nick Folk one, I was just being an a-hole. This one, I honestly think he's – that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of yards I think that's a window into his pick coming up later. (laughs) Right. It may be. Um, Let's go to uh, Jacoby Brissett, quarterback of the Browns, former quarterback of your New England Patriots, and a third-round pick. Uh, His total passing yards today, the over-under is 205.5 yards. Boy, I guess guess we're back to me. I, I I'm going to go under. Um, I, I think they can, they'll have some success running the ball, but uh, I, I think it can be a little bit under 200 for Jacoby. Yeah, I think they're going to have enough success running the ball. They're not going to ask much of Jacoby Brissett. I'll take the under. Hardy? Under. Hardy going under? Oh, I can't fade you guys this time. Oh, I, <laughs> <he's in>. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Not I can't just I. keep can't doing do it. it. <laughs> even, that one, even that one's a bridge too far. You'd think the folk one would have been, but no, it's going to be that one. Um, all right, Nick Chubb's total rushing yards, and uh, this is a pretty low number, 90.5 against the Patriots defense. Uh, how chubby are we getting today? I will take the over on that one as well. I, I just feel like that's what the Browns want to do is establish him. Now, that said, he'll probably turn an ankle on his third carry and be lost for the game, but I'll take the over. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to take the under just, uh, just, uh, just Paul, and I agree. I think he's probably going to have to turn an ankle, but I think today is the day he turns an ankle and, and is under 90.5. All right. I'm going to go over because I think the Patriots sort of will let him get his yards and uh, it's still like being a Patriots fan. Keep that <laughs> Every team. bad thing that happens was by design. How does Hardy think? Over. Yeah, what's Hardy think? He's thinking over, you too? the over. over. All right, so Deuce, you're the, uh, you're the All right, there. let's go, Chubb. And finally... The number of uh, Patriots sacks allowed today, not the uh, Patriots, uh, them sacking Brissett, the amount of times that Zappy or if Mac, I, mean, I guess Mac's not playing, the amount of times Zappy or, and or Gilbert gets sacked is uh, two and a half. What do yeah. you say? Um, you know what? I'm gonna, can I go first? Am I first? Do I go first? Sure. Go first. I'm going to go under. Um, I think they'll make a priority to make sure uh, Miles Garrett doesn't blow things up. And without Clowney, um, I think they'll have some success. So one or two, but, but not more than that. It's a tough one for me. I'm going to take the under. Under two and a half. Under two and a half. Would you yeah. t- Would you guys have both taken the over if Clowney was playing? Maybe. Yeah. I think Clowney kind of sucks personally. Yeah. I think he's yeah, very overrated. He does. He's just a good compliment though. That what he made he's such an a individual out of that play. One, that one play in college where he yeah. knocked that guy's helmet off. He made a whole career. Indi- out of that. He's an individual <laughs> play guy. Like yeah. he shows up with flash plays. Yeah. yeah. But. Uh, I just would need to see how the game unfolds. I think the Patriots are going to run the ball. Well. Okay. So that's why I don't. I think it's going to be like last week. They're not going to throw enough to get sacked. Yeah, it's not uh, Hardy via Matt Morrell, how many sacks? Under. Under two and a half. I'm fading you. I'm saying uh, Garrett gets through. I'm going to go over two and a half sacks. And finally, the total score, that would be 43.5 uh, yeah, combined points between the two teams. Based on my, um, my prediction, it's going to be over. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm over on this one, too. That is a low. Oh, you have it over with just the Patriots. Yeah, that's right. This game is going <laughs> to be big game. even. Big uh, game. Hardy, what say Hardy? Uh, Hardy went under. Went under forty three and a half. He's Ooh. expecting an extremely low scoring game. Um, I'll let him be the a hole there, and I'll take the over as well. I think that's way too low, even for these two teams who are not super impressed by. I mean, how could you be uh, very impressed by either one of these teams' offensive outputs? Um, forty three and a half, though. That is. Uh, that is substantial. <laughs> I mean, that's that's like, pretty low. Looks like another sunny day uh, for the Patriots on the road in Cleveland another today. Beautiful like day in Cleveland. Sun splat. We got Bailey Sun Zappy. splashed crowd. Do we get another getting his warm up in? Do we get another defensive touchdown today? I'm gonna say no. Uh, no. Three weeks in a row. That's asking a lot, but that's real. And, and I know it's really only two weeks in a row, but that's what we do, though. I feel like right now we're in the, like this is like the 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 heat of the Patriots season like last year when they won a bunch of games and produced a bunch like that and 
I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the defense continue that kind of hot streak. I mean, you mentioned Jack Jones, maybe. Jack I Jacoby think that, throws I, I think one. Brissett's a guy that stares down his receivers. I mean, at least that's what he was the last I saw him. You know, here. Yeah. So I, I think there's a chance. Well, I think that's the kind of guy that Jack Jones likes to feast on. Uh, got a chance to see the Patriots' quarterbacks warming up, um, and that sunny. Uh, field in Cleveland. So that brings me to today's key data point presented by Demand Science. Um, it's, it's basically been everything that we've talked about uh, throughout the entirety of, of this pregame show. The Cleveland Browns, what are they good at, Mike? Running the ball. The Cleveland Browns come into the game with a top-ranked rushing attack in football, averaging 192.4 yards per game. And that's as Fred said during the course of the week, that's a legit 192.4. You're not getting much from your quarterback. It's yeah. not Lamar Jackson right. and its team stacking the box against a backup quarterback saying, we're going to stop you from running the ball, and they've still been able to do it. But unfortunately for Cleveland, and we get a good look right there at R- Ramondre Stevenson, which is going to weave nicely into my counterpoint. They're also one of the worst run defenses in football as well, uh, allowing 138.2 yards and, Mike, you have the DVOA stat. They're dead 32nd. last, right? 32nd yep. yep. in that. I think they're, like, fourth from the bottom, you know, like in, just in sheer yeah. sheer numbers. But uh, so one the, the best rushing attack, the worst run defense, Cleveland. They run the gamut there. Study and duality. Yeah. Right. And that's a lot why, like Detroit last And that's why it was my week, key yeah. data yeah. point presented by Demand Science, Christian. Good find. Don't you wish you could do reads like that? I do. I wish I could. I'm still trying to get better. He's a data scientist on the side. <laughs> Correct. He has a side gate. That's yeah. why it comes so easy to him. Um, that's a lot I like missed, Detroit last I week. The barrel. You know, data with science? your uh, with your top offense and your last they won't let ranked me say defense. That. <laughs> they won't let you say what? Data. I always say data, and they go, "It's data." I'm like, "What's the difference?" Oh, I don't know what the difference is. What's the difference? There is no difference. Yeah. Just you do whatever you want. Choice. Yeah, yeah. It's a free country. It's conscious data for choice. me. Data for you. Why are you like hanging out at the gas and sip? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Conscious choice. <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, let's go to the phones here once again. The phone number is eight five five Pats five hundred. If you want to check in before kickoff here, Bobby is in Pennsylvania with uh, with some thoughts. Go ahead, Bobby. 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 Hey, just a quick one for Paul. Um, sure. Do, do you see uh, if Jacoby like basically just stays on track through that, like opening's like kind of decent, decently good games? Do you think uh, Pats? Should be in the market for him if, if he wants, like, you know, top 15, top 25 mar- uh, money this offseason. I'll take that one off here. If well, Mac who, wants who, who Jacoby yeah. Myers, Jacoby Myers, Jacoby Myers stays on the track, would you pay him, you know, top 15? I mean, like, it's a lot. I don't think he's a top 15, 20 receiver in football. So, no. But I also would need to see, like, numbers and structure. I, I, I'm not a big, I wouldn't take that guy because it's too much money. If I think the guy's good, I don't really care about the money, as you guys know. I'm not a huge uh, crunch-the-numbers guy. But I don't think Jacoby Myers is a guy that is, you know, in the in that echelon of receiver. I think he's a good, solid player. I think he's going to make a good, solid contract as a free agent as somebody's sort of complementary piece. I think a good team, I think he'd be great. Like, you know who he'd be great for right now? The Los Angeles Rams. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Give him a little just reliable some. underneath option to to yep. offset some of the attention that Cup gets. Uh, so I, I think I think a lot of Jacoby Myers as a player. Um, I think he has a good chance to be back next year. I think Aguilar will be gone. I think there's a chance Bourne will be gone, even though he's still under contract. Same with Parker, who would also be under contract. I think you might see Myers be the the guy that they want to lead. A guy like Tyquan Thornton, and then maybe somebody else that you bring in or you know 
that kind of a situation. But I don't think you, you're going to need to break the bank to do it. I think you give him a solid sort of mid-level, like a like a Kendrick Bourne kind of contract. Right. That's what know? I was just looking at, Paul. I mean, they gave Bourne three years, $22.5 million. They gave Aguilar two for 26. I mean, I I, I just th- – and, and look at how much more, you know, productive, reliable – Jacoby Myers has been, and I mean, that was what I wrote about on Friday, which is every quarterback he's played with, whether it's Zappy, whether it's Tom Brady, whether it's Cam Newton, he, you know, has an ability to get open and to, you know, make key catches. I just, I think there's a lot of value. I would, I would definitely keep Jacoby Myers around for sure. All right. Dwayne is in Boston, which is rare. I feel like all our calls come from other places, but Dwayne is uh, right right here in Boston. Hi, Dwayne. Hello. Hello. I have a question for you. What is it that you guys see in Mac Jones? Because all I see is Colt McCoy. Yeah, I, I, I would largely agree with your premise. I, I think right now he's been sort of okay. Um, but I think that there was signs that he was ascending last year at times. I think in this particular game, the game against Cleveland, I thought he didn't throw it a lot. Um, he only threw the ball like 20, 25 times, but he made some big time throws for touchdowns in, you know, in tight, tight windows. But overall, I think he's got a lot still to prove. Yep. I, I think he's a second year quarterback who still has a lot to prove. Uh, he's better player than Colt McCoy, but he's, you know, I don't know. Can he be Andy Dalton? Kirk, yeah. Kirk Cousins? Yeah. You know, like sort of middling mid tier kind of quarterback. Maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I agree with the, the caller. He still has a lot to prove. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about this while you were uh, in the other room, Paul, but, you know, part of the Mac-Bailey uh, conversation is about the expectations that you had for Mac Jones coming into this year, which were much – I mean, he vastly underperformed them, I'd say, in those uh, two-plus games, and how expectations for Bailey Zappi were nothing, and he's overperformed nothing. You know, like right. that's that's a big part of, I think, why Zappi Fever's taken off, why there's this sort of animosity maybe towards Mac from some people. I think that's – and I think that's understandable. Yeah. I think that makes sense when you, you factor in the expectations and what everyone was kind of expecting, not to mention – a very frustrating offseason for Mac Jones that Bailey Zapp, I mean, he was he was there. He was there for it. But it wasn't frustrating for him like yeah. it was for and Mac Jones. And I think Jones. there's something to that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, the expectation thing that you're talking about. It's kind of like when what, what I was answering about the coaching. Well, right. if you were, like, in August and you just thought, Matt Patricia is not even going to be able to call a play at the NFL level. Because that's kind of what it sounded like, the way people are talking now. Yeah. They've exceeded my expectations. Well, th- that I, I'm not telling you that you're wrong. They're your expectations. Right. You know, like I, I can't tell you that if you feel like he's done better than you thought he would, I can't tell you what you thought originally. I just can tell you that I, I thought that they would be okay offensively, and they've been okay offensively. I don't think they've been anything more or less, and I wasn't expecting really much more. So if it gets much better than this, they'll have exceeded my expectations. Fred is very bullish on the offense. He keeps saying that Mac Jones is going to come back to a better offense. I He said that 15 times last week, and I still don't really understand why unless Mac Jones comes back a better player. Mm-hmm. If Mac Jones yeah. comes back and plays like he did, say, the first two and a half quarters against Baltimore, they'll be a better offense. They were yeah. a better offense that day. Yeah. It's, right? Until it, he started, Until he threw the picks down the stretch, they yeah. were a better offense that day. It's so funny, and it's so hard to get back to that point that you know I was feeling like wow this is quite the game and then he had the injury he had the poor performance at the end where they you know lost any chance of coming back in that game um 
you know, but the, but had that ended just a little bit differently, you know, had he not gotten injured right at the end, I I would be feeling going into the next week at pack, like, all right, like let's just clean up those mistakes and continue on this path that you're on. And now, you know, he's been out. We've heard about Zappy. He's you know trying to push to come back from injury. Maybe he is getting some of that perspective from up above, and you know maybe that'll help the mistakes. But but I agree. I mean, it's, it's I he's feel like he got he worse back. without playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of those deals. He yep. got his performance has become worse since he hasn't been playing. Yep. Yeah, I'd agree with that. All right, let's take one more call here, and then we'll get to uh, the Sunday six pack. Clark is in Cleveland. Hey, Clark. Hi, Sp- hi, Sparky. Hi, guys. I, I just wanted to say that Brady is the fraud of Foxborough, Massachusetts. He would never be Bailey Zappi, not even in his dreams. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Brady. Tom, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady will never be Bailey Zappi, <laughs> even in his dreams. That was funny. Okay. Uh, well, that's a good place to take a break. Let's go ahead and take a break here. We'll come back with the uh, Sunday six-pack. We'll get you some picks on uh, all the game. Well, not all the games, but uh, some 1 o'clock games, the big 4 o'clock game today. It's the only good game on the whole docket. And, uh, of course, uh, Sunday night and this game here today. We'll get all of that for you next. Touchview Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, Touchview also offers a built-in PC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. Action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Verizon, the network America relies on and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra. 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, 
and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. She goes, she goes at you pretty hard. I don't think she likes me. No, I don't think so either. Uh, I, hate- I don't like you either. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Christian Arcan. Okay, we're getting close to kickoff. It is Patriots pregame fueled by Duncan. The number is 855-PATS-500. You can email in at webradio at patriots.com if you'd like to get some uh, takes off about this game before we get over to the kickoff. Also want to let everybody know that this is brought to you by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Great memories are made in Massachusetts no matter how you choose to make them. Indoors, outdoors, scenic views, city vibes, solo or family style. Whatever moves you, whatever the season, plan your perfect Massachusetts getaway at visitma.com. All right. We're uh, just about uh, we're just about to uh, to the to the good part of the show. I'm sorry about all the rest of this, but uh, it's time now <laughs> the end to, to make some picks, <laughs> and uh, that would be with the Sunday six pack, if you would, Matt. This is the Sunday six pack, so kick back and listen to my position. I'm itching to get the picks back. You better bring a big stack. Don't get it mixed, Jack. I came to win it. Yeah, this is the Sunday six pack. Very nice. All right, real quick. Here's your uh, season totals. For the Sunday six pack, mm. Mike was three and three last week to uh, stay pat at twelve and seventeen. Ouch! Pauly Paul, four and two last week. What a season he's having! Running away with it. Nineteen and ten. Nineteen. I don't know if you guys can catch him. Flexing. It's just called a season. There's nothing really special about it. It's just what happens. Hardy went one and five last week. <laughs> uh, brutal again. Yeah. One and five. I caught him. Twelve and seventeen is where he is. So let's go ahead and begin with some of the other one o'clock games. And I got to tell you, these games don't move me that much. But that's not what this is about. It's about who's going to win and by how much. So let's start with the Jets at the Packers. Both teams three and two. Packers are giving seven and a half. Uh, Deuce, yeah, I'm looking at you. Go I ahead. got you. I got you. Uh, you know, I, I think, man, I, it's tough. The Packers. I know that they might be missing some people. I'm going to take the Pack. They're at home. Uh, I just I can't pick the Jets on the road against Aaron Rodgers, no matter how bad they've looked. So I'll I'll take the pack. I'll lay the points. All right, Paul. I am going to take the hook. Uh, I'm going to take the Jets. I agree largely with Mike. I think there's a chance that you know when it when this game ends 44 to seven, I'm going to be like, what was I thinking? I don't think a tremendous amount of the Jets. I think they're on the right track. I think they're getting better, but I don't think they're close yet. I think they still need to have a lot of things go their way, but. I'm going to take the hook here. I don't think the Packers have looked quite right, and the Jets, I think, are getting better. So, I'm with you, Paul. Take the points. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm going to go with the Jets, too. I said if it was 7.5, I'd take that hook, too, and that half is, is going to do it for me. The Packers, I don't know if they're putting up 44 points this year on anybody, and I think the Jets are playing like a real football team for the first time in a while. So, again, we're probably going to look stupid later, but I'm with you. I'm going to go uh, I'm going to go with the Jets here on this one. All right. Do we have Hardy? Hardy took the Packers. Packers. Hardy took the Packers, obviously. Um, let's go with uh, the Vikings and the Dolphins. Minnesota off to a great start. They're four and one. The Dolphins are three and two. 
Um, is it Bridgewater today? Who's the, I don't even know who the quarterback not, is for yeah. that. Skyler Thompson. Skyler Thompson, all right. Skyler, man. Yes, and for that reason and that reason only, I'm going to take Minnesota. I okay. do not have, as you know, Mike, a tremendous amount of faith in the Vikings. I think they're one of those teams that can lose any game. They've been life and death with, like, Chicago and Detroit. Yeah. and They're 4-1. and one. Give them credit for being 4-1. and one. I don't think they're that good, but I will take the Vikings on the road. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm taking the Vikings, too. Yeah, I can't take the Dolphins here. Not with the not with a third string quarterback, which no. again this could be another opportunity for <laughs> another Stephen Willie Beeman situation. But uh, the Vikings are just they're on a roll. I think it would take a real active. I don't know if the Dolphins have the defense or the special teams to uh, to make up points like that when their offense is on their third quarterback. So I go with the Vikings there too. Uh, Niners. Oh, oh, Hardy, Hardy took Minnesota. Oh, sorry, I keep forgetting the Hardy. I'm trying. It's Hardy erasure. He's not here. He shouldn't here. be allowed to pick if he's not here. But who did he fine. take? He took the Vikings. Okay, obviously. Um, let's see. Here's another one. San Francisco 49ers and the uh, Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. Niners 3-2, and two, the Falcons 2-3, and three, and uh, the Niners are road favorites at minus 5. Yeah, I, I'm going to take Jimmy G on the San Fran 49ers uh, in this one on the road against the Falcons. I'm not sure. They've been, they've been a little bit up and down, but I think they'll be back up today against uh, Marcus Mariota. Falcons 5-0 and against the spread of this season. Is that right? <laughs> that will not continue. I will take the Niners. <laughs> I was going to say. They've um, been competitive. They've yeah. had a chance every yeah. week, but I'm going to take the Niners anyway. I'm going to go with the Falcons to keep it close, keep it closer than five. I could I could see them keeping this to within a field goal. I don't think the Niners are some uh, high-scoring, high-flying team. Missing and a lot of guys on defense, too. Yeah, uh, I'll uh, I'll go ahead and uh, and take the Falcons here. What Hardy say? He took the Falcons. He took the Falcons. All right, well, that was a mistake <laughs> on my part. That's why he's suckling <laughs> hind teat. Off to the 4 o'clock game. We're, we're both struggling on the hind teat, Paul. In the, uh, in the 4 o'clock window, there's a couple of games. One big one for the AFC in particular. That'd be the Buffalo Bills on the road uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs, who are home dogs at Arrowhead. Not going to see that too many times this year. Buffalo favored by 2.5. Both teams are 4-1, uh, considered probably the class of the AFC. Who do you guys like here? I, I don't know, guys. I think we might have to go, instead of red zone, just put this game on in the afternoon. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. I know Paul, Paul's giving me the stink eye on that. All right, Paul, I'll recant that. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Bills. Uh, Bills revenge game. They go back. And um, I think they got enough to beat Kansas City. I'll lay those points. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't think there are a tremendous amount of games even at four, so we could do that today. We oh, could thank uh, you. we could effort that. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to take the Bills as well. Uh, I think the you took Buffalo, right? I did. Yeah, I, I think Buffalo has just been better, especially considering the amount of injuries they've they've gone through, and I think they've been challenged with a schedule to start the season um, and. You know, not all four and ones are created equal. I think, yeah. you know, you go, on the, injuries. you go on the road and, and beat teams like the Rams and the Ravens with all the injuries they've had. Uh, you know, I, I like Buffalo in this one. Um, I think I like the Chiefs here. I know that they had to move heaven and earth to beat Las Vegas last week, but... I sort of feel like that's how they went. They end up, you know, even yep. a team like the Bills, like they'll they'll get down to the end of that fourth quarter and somehow end yeah. up with the with the win. Stinks. And I think I have to go with them. I think they have to go with the Chiefs here to win by three. I would um, say if it's close, I like the Chiefs' chances. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think this will be close, and I think there will be a lot of points. But uh, I'm going to go ahead with Kansas City to close it out, just because I think they're better at that, and maybe that's just the way this matchup sort of goes. Hardy, um, Hardy. Hardy likes Casey as well. Took the Chiefs again. Could be making a move. He could be making a move this week. Um, Sunday night football. That's tonight. Obviously, the Dallas Cowboys at four and one, taking on the only undefeated team left in the NFL, the five and zero Eagles of Philadelphia. What do you guys think? Just me. Uh, I am going to take the Eagles uh, at home. I think the Cooper Rush story is tremendous, but 
I just keep saying at some point, doesn't he have to play like a backup quarterback? I think maybe on the road, Sunday night football against a team that's played uh, pretty well in the Eagles might be it. Yep, I'm with you too, Eagles. I'm going to go ahead and take the Eagles as well. I think that even if Rush plays well, I still think the Eagles probably take this one by six, so uh, I'll go ahead and join the party there. Hardy? How about them Cowboys? Going with the Cowboys. Wow. He right. is making a this move. One, this one's going to be yeah. interesting so you took, today. you took the Eagles too, Christian? I did take the Eagles, yes. And finally, the uh, New England Patriots and the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. Browns are two-and-a-half-point favorites. If you look on ESPN, on the uh, the expectations, the game expectations, Cleveland's like 76%. Yeah. Uh, really, the football power analytically index. very uh, very popular. Um, who wants to go first on this one? You want me to jump on? I'll, I'll, yeah. I'm going to go with the Patriots. Uh, I am not as um, strong in my convictions as the next pick is going to be, <laughs> but I do think the Patriots have enough um, to beat a one-dimensional team, and I still think that's what Cleveland is. So, yeah. I <laughs> turnovers could be a difference in this game. Uh, I think if Cleveland plays well. It could be a different story, but I think that they'll force Jacoby uh, Jacoby Brissett into some mistakes. I'm going to go Patriots 24, Cleveland 20. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same neighborhood as Paul. I've I was I've got some I don't want to call it irrational confidence, but I just feel confident about this game. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's just because I think I've come to accept that this Patriots team is kind of like last year's Patriots team, where they're going to have a run in the middle of the season, and you know they're going to beat up on some teams that that they're maybe evenly matched with, or you know even even a little bit better than so. I just I like them today. I don't know. I think it's going to come together. I think they're they're going to win 27-17 about. 27-17. All right, I'm taking the Patriots as well. I think this game is going to be lower scoring than uh, than you guys do. I think it's going to be one of those like 18 to 14 kind of games. So I'll take the Patriots covering the two and a half. Uh, I mean, obviously they'll cover the two and a half if they win, but uh, I think that um, even if they were favored, I'd be taking them in this game. It's a easy pick for me, and I do think it'll be low scoring. Um, so yeah, that's well, uh, I'll go 18. For the Patriots, 14 for the Browns. Hardy, what do you got? Cleveland, and didn't give me a score. Didn't give you a score, but he's saying Cleveland wins by uh, three points. All right, there you go. Four. Four picks different. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one today. It definitely is. is. Where uh, maybe I can make some moves. I'm either going to jump or I'm going to fall. You know know what usually happens in these. Two of them he'll win. Two of them (laughs) you'll win. And... And you'll win for as Lou as Lou Gorman would say. Well, I'll have lunch in the morning. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I'm just here to be the wild card. I'm here to you know I'm here to just screw everything up for everybody. Right. Uh, yes, and keep things interesting, of course. All right. Um. There you go. Those are the uh, Sunday six pack with all of our picks. We got about ten uh, ish minutes more to go uh, before we get to kick off here with the Patriots and the Cleveland Browns. So we'll uh, once again open up the phone lines at eight five five Pats five hundred. And if you want to email the show, you can do so at webradio at patriots.com. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, go to the phones. Eric is in New Jersey, and uh, what do you got for us today, Eric? Hey, uh, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Hey, uh, Deuce, I've uh, got a question for you. You mentioned it earlier this week, and I was kind of looking for clarification. Um, when you were staying last year, obviously, you know, uh, you know, we handled we, we handled the Browns last year, and yeah. you were kind of saying that you know you're expecting the same expectations from Zappy. I mean, was was that the was that the, was that was, was that what you're saying? I mean, I'm not sure exactly where you're at. I mean, I, I would say Mac in this game against the Browns was was outstanding. I'm not expecting that kind of performance from Zappi today, um, but I, I, I'm not sure exactly what the context of it was. I just I expect he'll be solid like he was last week is, is I think, what the point I was trying to make was. Okay. You know what I just realized? Does that clarify? I just realized something. What? In the over-unders, 
I took the total score to go over 43 and a half, and I just now said the score would be 1840. <laughs> so <laughs> in the so span hard. of about an hour, I completely contradicted both of my picks <laughs> about as badly as you possibly can. So you know what? I'm going to amend. The, it's not the first. Time. I'm going to amend my first one and go under uh, 43 and a half, since that's what I do think oh, is going to well, happen. I can't, I can't tell you how many times I've tried to like like come up with my score and then look at the overrunner and then have to like do the math in my head and be like, oh, oh, oh. As and then I was have to, saying, like, change it. As I was saying, it's going to be a low-scoring game. I was it, voice in my head was like. Idiot! You already <laughs> said it was going to go over forty-three and a half, which I did, but I'm uh, changing. I think it's going to go under that, and uh, that's uh, that's where I'm going to uh, stick. Like 20, my story, I'm sticking to 21. it. You know, it's just a half point over. It's very well. Strange. Once I heard Nelson Aguilar wasn't playing, I, had I to mean, cut at least game changer. At game least changer. fourteen <laughs> points off the total score there. Uh, so wow. there the Browns are wow. <laughs> um, anyway, eight five five Pats five hundred. That's the phone number. Um, Anything we missed? Any any big uh, things we've missed here? Ah. as we as we inch up towards uh, kickoff. No, I think it's just uh, you know I think big picture just a chance to to get even you know and I think that that's um, that would be a, a nice little mark for them a little bit of a slow start second year in a row where you're you know one and three you don't want to you know fall to two and four for a second year in a row so um, I think that that you know psychologically to get to three and three and and to hopefully get you know maybe Mac back next week got a little bit of an extended rest here with the, the game on Monday night next week so. Uh, that, you know, I think just overall that'd be a good, good little check mark for them to get to that point, get to three and three, and you know, then you're looking at next week with the Bears and the Jets and the Colts, and you know, just you're kind of following the script of last year, I think. Based off of what Anthony said from ClevelandBrowns.com, Anthony Poizel, who we talked to, if Stefanski has this Browns team thinking this is must win, we got to go do this because look at who we have to play coming up. The Patriots don't have that same kind of. I think you know what I mean? I like, think it's should. a must win for <laughs> them, though. It isn't. Well, for the Patriots, I'd say so, but last yeah. week really was a must win for them. You know, last week, if they had lost, they're, they're in the toilet, and now they're 2-3. and three. So, yeah. you know, could that maybe – could this maybe be – I don't want to say like a trap game because that's not the right word, but could this be sort of a – more of a letdown maybe? So than, if you felt like if they lost last week it was over, why wouldn't you feel like they have to win this week? It's the same thing. If they had lost last week and won this week, you'd – well, if they lost the last spot. week, then they're one and four, being two and three, going to two and four is different, right. I think. But my point is, if you were going to split those two games, what difference does it make the order that well, you split them? Well, that's the assumption that you split you them. I don't know. If you have to them. win both. Is my point. But yesterday, this is a being, must win. If they had lost last week, then yes, this week isn't as much of a must win because they're one and four. No, and it's I, like, no, right, I well, agree. Last buried. week was a must win, but I think this is every bit as much of a must win as last week. Okay, I think you have to like. Otherwise, like you're just splitting the games. Like you can't. That yeah. this is you can't do it. You can't two and four. I know you can still make the playoffs. They did it last year. They were two yep. and four. I think you're facing the same daunting schedule in the second half of the season that you did last year. Different teams, but same same kind of a situation. Yeah. So maybe you you can win all. Of, you I think you have to win these games. You have to beat. And I'm going to say the same thing next week. Chicago Monday night must win. Like you have to win the games that you have better talent than the other team. This one is a tough one because I think it's the, the talent on Cleveland is commensurate with yours. Yeah, and I think they probably have the edge in, in a lot of a lot of places. But um, tough, you know, both teams playing with backup quarterbacks. I think the Patriots have a strong edge in the the coaching department with Bill Belichick over Kevin Stefanski. I think that's why I'm leaning toward the Patriots in the close game. Cleveland hasn't been able to close in the close games. I know the Patriots can. Yeah, these are the games where it's the difference between, I mean, I still think the Patriots are an 8-9 win team overall, and this is where you become an 8-9 win team. If you don't win these games, mm. you're a 6-4 right. win team. Uh, I still think the Patriots have the edge in terms of, I mean, I see Cleveland 
largely stacking up where the Patriots do, you know, in that in that uh, you know second second to third echelon in the AFC. This is, these are the games you got to win if you're going to be one of those teams that's knocking on the door of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean the Patriots do have the Bears, Jets, Colts, Jets coming up. I mean that's it's not murderers it's, row. I mean it's not hard to see them banging out a win streak again like sure. they did last year right. with those games. But if and you also lose, not if you lose this to Cleveland either. If you lose to Cleveland and you lose to the Colts, which they're probably games that you're under. You're definitely underdogs in this one. You're probably going to be underdogs in Indy. You think so? Yeah. Indy's having a crap year. And it's here. What, what, what kind of year are you, the Patriots having? <laughs> Better than Indy. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think Indy's they don't have as good a record as Indy, so no, they don't, they're not yeah. having a better year than Indy. I thought the Colts were going to be a, a no-doubt playoff See, team this again, year. I had, I had high expectations for the Colts. So that's, once again, yeah. it's the question of my expectations right. versus what's actually happening. But this happening. is my point. Like, they're way underperforming. We were talking about this this week on, on Patriots Unfiltered. It was like, well, you know, they're going to win the next six. Except for four of those six games are right now right. against teams that have a better record than you. It's true. Like, th- like, yeah. yeah I think they. G- I think that they should beat Chicago. I thought they should beat Detroit. I think that you know, there's no way they're going to lose both to the Jets. But are we just saying now, like, six wins in a row? Like, no, nothing to worry about? No, no. I think there's definitely things to worry about. Um, you know, and when Matt comes back, and does the offense continue to make strides? But you know, I just. I think there's not a lot I know about this team, but I feel like they're getting to a point now where you're kind of getting expectations of. And I don't want to just pencil in the wins, but I think uh, you know, I feel good today, and I feel good about next week. I don't, we'll see at where they're at after that as to how the rest of that win streak is going to go. Yeah, and you know Chicago, like there are a bunch of teams that have the same kind of record as you. I think Chicago stinks. I think Chicago is one of the probably one of the one or two worst teams in football. I think I think you can make a strong argument that the two worst teams. In the league, played Thursday night. Yeah, Washington. Well, you wouldn't know Chicago. it from that great game that you saw. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Good point, Christian. Paul texted me at like ten o'clock. Like <laughs> I, I pressed the back button by accident. I'm not going back in now. <laughs> Got out of the Amazon app and wouldn't go back into it. But yeah, it's uh, we'll we'll see we'll see with these teams. I watched a little bit of Chicago uh, on Friday, just getting butt. And I think the thing I was. In, I just maybe have more respect for Baltimore because I felt like if you got a Justin Fields, you need to at least make a decision to have a, a bunch of plays where you're just going to run the quarterback. I don't think they're willing to go there yet with Fields, and I think that they need to if they're really going to unlock him. Yeah, they uh, they got to do something there That's because – complete – I mean, they have two pretty good running backs. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. liked Khalil Herbert coming out, but – um, yeah, plenty of time to get into them next week, but that'll uh, that'll be an interesting one. Yeah, certainly will. All right, Patriots and the Browns coming up here in uh, just a few minutes. If you want to chime in at eight five five Pats five hundred or send an email at webradio at patriots.com, you got to do it right now. Yeah, we haven't had many predictions today. Haven't had a lot of that. Yeah, uh, let me yeah, check. Maybe people, maybe I'm missing people them. People chime in and <laughs> they give us their thoughts, the their predictions. Yeah, no, it's it's been light on the uh, on the emails today. I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you why. Um, there was a uh, talk, and this is just one uh, sort of take that I had before we got the inactives and everything. But if Mac Jones was going to play today, and you know it was dubious, but there was a chance since he was uh, you know not ruled out until this morning, um, if he was going to play, I thought it would make sense to me that he'd have a short leash. That you know, injury wise, and if he was throwing picks or whatever, they would take him out. They put mm-hmm. Zappy in, and not you know not uh, let him out there to twist in the wind. Could that same kind of thing be the case with Zappy today? Could there be a leash on Zappy that's maybe a little shorter than you think just because you know Mac's close to coming back and this is a game that, like you said, Paul, they need to win. So. Yeah, I think that that's just smart. You know, I mean, you have a run defense that, you know, can be had. And I think especially 
like the like our like our guest talked about the push up the middle. I mean, yeah. those guys. Um, until you really have to ask something to Zappy, I don't see why you would force the issue. Go out there, try to run the ball, and you know, I mean, and it's like you know, you look back at some of the things last week, you know, with Detroit, and they're playing against a third string quarterback, and they should have gone into that game saying we don't need to to score thirty five points today. Um, instead, they come out and they get away from the run quickly. Mm-hmm. They start going for fourth downs recklessly, and you know the fourth and nine. I mean, is coaching negligence. Mm-hmm. Can Cleveland avoid those things and just say, you know what? Yeah, I know we might have to punt a couple of times today, but we're going to back them up as many times as we can. We're going to make the kid drive eighty yards to put points on the board rather than the forty yards that he consistently drove last week to do it because he kept taking over after failed the fourth downs. Yeah. Right, you know, just run the ball, avoid penalties, stay out of long yardage, and don't don't make mistakes that are going to put points on the board for the other team. Detroit wasn't able to do that. We'll see if Cleveland. Can. I mean, it's just it's interesting how similar these two teams are. I mean, you compare Garrett to Judon to the backup quarterbacks to, you know, like I said, Chubb and Stevenson. Not quite the same, but but not too far off. You've got two good offensive lines. You've got some questions in the front seven in terms of stopping the run on both teams. So. It's just interesting, and I think that's part of the reason reason why I feel good. I feel like overall the pieces on the board, it's mostly a wash. And at the end of the day, I think the Patriots will do enough and, and avoid those like you know couple killer mistakes and and be able to pull it out. You guys both mentioned that if Jack Jones has another interception, that the hype train will be completely out of control. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm with you. There's nothing yeah. like a corner who goes out and makes plays like that. It, it, no matter who it is, what in the Patriots have had a lot of them over the history of the team in the last 20 years, but that's all throughout the league. You get a guy, especially a young kid, like a brash rookie who's out there doing that. I mean, that, that hype train's going <laughs> to oh, go nuts. Go. Even though there's 40 guys named Jones on the team, you still sell a lot of <laughs> those. Know, that was, and that was a great one last week, yeah. too. Like coming off his guy, recognizing the, the route, and, and going over and making down. a really yeah. athletic play. I mean, yeah, I mean, the the hype train should yeah. should pick up. I think. I mean, I just think what when the one we'll be talking about is when Jack Jones has to come up in the edge on like you know a power run off off the you know off the tackle and that yeah. that's that's where you see right. it, what what Jack Jones. But the is picks cover so much out. Like there, there wasn't yeah. a lot of talk about the third and sixteen that they converted on him last mm-hmm. year, right. or, or the third and eleven they converted on him last week. You know, mm-hmm. there was there was some plays that he gave up too, yep. um, but. Like that's what happens when you have those kinds of plays that t- that you get a little games. bit more of a leash. He took seven points off the board with yep. that play. That's an enormous play. And again, they didn't just throw it to him. You know, yeah. uh, he he went yeah, he made a, off, made yeah. a really really instinctive play for a rookie and a very athletic one. Tamara's worried about him. Remember that she said that she, said she was about him tackling because he, he can't, can't tackle, tackle anybody. <laughs> he doesn't tackle. He he's, <laughs> might he's, have to tackle. You know, might he's, have a li- you do he's a liability. No um, question about that. But then you look at someone like Jonathan Jones, who's a good he's uh, tackler. He's an excellent tackler. But he got smoked a couple of times in that Green Bay game. Yep. Um, both by the rookie, I think. By the, uh, not the rookie. Um, yeah. The other, uh, the I forget his name, but the kid who uh, caught Dobbs. the touchdown. Dobbs. Yeah, who is a rookie, right? Romeo Dobbs. Um, and you know, I I sort of look back at that and think, you know, it's nice to be able to tackle a guy, but if he's Making catches on you in the end zone, then yeah, can't tackle him. Well, I mean, that's another one with Jack yeah. Jones. He he jumps an out route and has a pick six in that game. Not a lot of people talking about the catches that he allowed in overtime that sure. easily allowed Green Bay to get into chip shot field goal range. Yeah, and I mean, I'll take like listen. You, you know, you got to take the good with the bad with a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. If he's going to make a play like that, that's impacting the game. 
more often than not, I'll take it. I'll take the growing pains. Yeah, absolutely. All right, want to say a big thanks to Anthony Poisel of ClevelandBrowns.com. He uh, joined us today for Behind Enemy Lines. This has been Patriots pregame, fueled by Duncan. I'm Christian Arcan. Thanks to Mike Deuce, uh, Paul Perillo, and uh, Tamara Brown, who was here earlier. Uh, we'll be back after the game, so make sure you tune in. Get all the reaction here as we uh, react to what should be a very low-scoring, ground-and-pound type of uh, game here between the Patriots and the Browns. That's coming your way right now. Again, we'll talk to you after the game. Thanks to Matt Morell as well. Uh, see you. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.